proving daily that common sense is a superpower. American heroes, Rick and Bubba. Six minutes past the hour. I feel their eyes all over me. It's looking like conspiracy. I'm not a friend that I trust. Maybe they're all from the broadcast plaza and teleport celebrating 25 years of the Rick and Bubba show this year. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy. Those of you that may be listening to us on America's boldest radio stations, thank you for being with us on the Rick and Bubba radio network. Maybe you're listening to the TuneIn app. Uh, That's our streaming app. It's free. You can hear the show live, and then you get 24-7 best of moments from the last 25 years. Maybe our podcast channel is your option. Uh, Those archives available to you minutes after an hour is completed for you to listen to on your time. Or maybe you're watching us on YouTube. The tubers are here Today in the golden ticket seats. Now look, our tubing numbers may be down today because so many, I know. Because so many of them are here watching it in the in the seats. It's it's a tubers Monday here at the at the Rick and Bubba show. Some of you may be watching on YouTube. Adler's got that covered for you. You can watch it live and archived uh, on your time. Uh, Rick and Bubba University today. Diamond Dale Diesel Dixon. Uh, they're earning their degree in common sense from Rick and Bubba University. And then we say goodbye to Big Love today. He will graduate mm-hmm. uh, from Rick and Bubba University. Take. His degree in common sense back to Starkville, Mississippi, to Mississippi State. He'll head back this Thursday. Welcome back, Bill Bubba Bus. Well, Rick, glad to be here, and thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba family today. Uh, well, I know that you know, we were discussing over the years, the last 25 years, there's there's, you know, there's, there's the things that are kind of unique about the show. Somebody says, you know, I'm kind of – we have our people that kind of like what we call the Rick and Bubba album cuts. Hmm. You remember back when albums were big, you'd have somebody says, well, everybody likes the hits, but I'll tell right. you, I've got an album cut. Deep cut. That, that, oh, that yeah. I like, and you certainly have that. But then we have the hits over the years, and this thing with Frenchie will go down as a hit. Uh, the response of the audience to the Frenchie oh, yeah. visit for a month was just uh, – I mean, looking at the numbers and people that are going back and listening to the archives and responding and all the social media chatter about him and the number of people looking at pictures and updates, uh, it definitely was a hit on the Rick and Bubba show. And it was, um, you know, it went back. And I know a lot of you've been asking questions uh, about this that I certainly uh, we were not going to discuss, you know, during the process. But a lot of you've been asking, you know, some certain things that we can talk about a little bit because i think it's you know just like everything we do here some of it is just goofy fun uh some of it is uh you know has eternal consequences uh and we certainly um you know when it's all said and done want to be able to stand before our lord and savior and and hear from him well done good and faithful servant the the platform and the things that i afforded you you know i got a return on the grace you know as, as the apostle paul says and First Corinthians fifteen nine and ten, when he says, "I shouldn't even be an apostle because I was actually persecuting and killing the church." And the only thing that is good about me is because the grace that I have been given by Jesus Christ. But His grace will not be in vain, meaning He will get a return on it, not to earn my salvation, but as a re- response to the salvation. And, and hopefully, we try to be about His business and, and make all this work the way it needs to work ultimately. And 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 part of that, Sherry, my wife. We were able to go to France uh, several years back, and we were there. We began to discover that, um, you know, when when <laughs> Thank you. you know, and there's and let me be clear, there's nothing wrong with this. Everything that is done as far as advancing the gospel, all of it's important. Jerusalem and the ends of the earth and Judea and Samaria, they're all equally important. But I will say this from experiences: when you go into these third world countries, when somebody says, "I'm either hearing this for the very first time." Uh, I don't have food, I don't have water, I don't have clothing. 
uh, and then you come and be the hands and feet of Jesus and provide those things, then they want to know why would you come here and do that. And mm-hmm. that's usually an easy uh, walk into the gospel. But when you deal with first world Europe, it is a whole different animal. And, uh, and Sherry and I saw the complete secular uh, environment uh, that, that France has become. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit different when I have never heard about the church when you're dealing with a nation of, or of people who have said, no, we rejected the church. That's a different animal as well. Uh, we were exposed to a version of the church, and that's a whole other conversation, and we, we saw the church and we rejected it. Uh, and, then, and then, so we, we're aware of the basic tenets, but we just don't believe any of it. And, um, and so then you're dealing with a completely secular environment, uh, and you, you see people that are, that are raised up being taught God is not real, uh, taught evolution, uh, taught all these different things, and and that's that's what they know. And so uh, you know when when and then Sherry you know got to meet um, Gabriel's mother, and so they started a conversation because Sherry went there because started saying if we want to try to be called to France, it's if you can know the language or at least be able to communicate in their native language, it always is is more effective. And Paul talks about that even when he dealt with different groups of people. But so Sherry started trying to learn as much French as she could learn for, to answer the call to, <clears throat> to try to go and be part of you know, evangelizing First World Europe and uh, where the church is all but gone. And so um, in the process, met Gabriel's mother, and who was teaching Sherry, and then they got into conversations two years ago. And, uh, and then um, that's when Sherry found out that her son Gabriel wanted to come to America. And so we said that... Uh, That'd be great. We, we'll, we'll host him and bring him in, and, and he can stay with us for 30 days. And, and the good news is, in the process of all of this, I, I can say this is a really good, good news, is that uh, in the process of Sherry uh, having Gabriel's mother teach her the Gospel of John in French, uh, his mother has, has made a confession of Christ as Savior, which is great. It's excellent. It's awesome. Uh, but... but Gabriel was was a different deal because uh, Gabriel, you know, when he he, he arrived here as an atheist, uh, made that very clear, and uh, and we, we, but I will tell you that uh, you know as as far as seeds, my goodness, uh, I I don't know that anybody in thirty days could have been exposed to the gospel more. Mm-hmm. Uh, everywhere he went, you know, and that's just because we certainly all i mean if if you come with the people who are who are followers of Jesus you'll probably find that most of the people that they know or interact with are are followers of Jesus you certainly always are reaching out to to everyone but your inner circle as commanded should be people that are refining you growing you and and uh, you know believe the same things that you do as far as inner circle is concerned so everybody really i think we did a great job of of showing Gabriel uh, that you may not believe what we believe, but uh, as people of faith, I hope you see that um, there's something about the people of faith, and he he certainly agreed with that, uh, and he certainly I think doesn't feel as convinced that there is no God, and doesn't seem as convinced that the resurrection didn't happen, but but I I, I, I sadly I have to report that he did make it clear before he went back that he still did not believe. Uh, so, and some of you have been asking about that, and so uh, we love him, and uh, we had a great time with him, and we certainly will continue to to be friends with the family, and hope we get a chance to go there. But I guess what I would say to all of you, and we've we've had a blast with Frenchie; it's been great, and it's been so much fun, and I'm 
thankful to my sons for being such a good host to him and and um, you know and all of you who've been so good to him here on the show and all the listeners across the, the country that have made him feel so welcome. Um, I think it's just like the Bible says. I mean, nobody in this studio or nobody listening saves anybody. That's right. And, That's right. and, and, and what we're, we're told to do is to be obedient and to do what, what our Lord and Savior says to do. And he says some plant, others water, uh, but ultimately, you know, Gabriel will face his creator and his Savior, and he will decide whether to accept this and believe or not to believe. But uh, but we we all do our part and just do what Jesus told us to do, and I, I can assure you that took place. And we had some really really good frank conversations because he was very respectful of our faith, and um, he he was ready to listen. He went to all the events um, with me. At times he was even singing praise songs. There were some things that he didn't understand that we tried to correct, but. You know, you got to understand, you're not starting with somebody who says, well, now, I guess I don't really fully understand uh, the faith. We're talking about a person who arrives saying, I don't believe any of this. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't believe in God. I don't believe any of this. And, and their culture is that way, too. Oh, yes, now, absolutely. So. And, uh, so, uh, so, but, and I'm not doing that as a, as a Debbie Downer today. I'm doing that as you need to be lifting up in your prayers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's nothing more powerful Seeds on the ground, let's water. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Now, now it's time to pray. Now it's time to water. And of course, you know we have access there too with Sherry's relationship to his mother, which will continue as she continues to learn. And, and there's plans to go there and spend some time with them. And and we have this relationship that's established. And and the good news is, uh, you know, as as the Bible teaches us, we've earned the right through friendship to speak some things into his life that uh, he doesn't find offensive because he's given us the right to do it. Right. And uh, so. Um, but I just want you all to pray for him because he, he's on a journey, and he's 17 years old. I mean, he's 17 years yeah. old. Uh, and so that's a lot to take in when everything you thought you knew is questioned and, and you're hearing new things and you're, you're seeing it. And I think one of the things that, that – well, no, I'll say that. That's probably better left private. But, but it's uh, – it, it, I think – I'll do it more general. I think one of the things that, that, that is, a, is a positive is I asked him the question – do you think all of us, because it was, it's a lot of people, do you believe that we're hypocrites or do you believe that we truly believe what we claim to believe? And he said, I know that y'all believe it. And so that, that was good. You know, he didn't come off and say, well, I noticed look, going around these church people, they don't really, right. you know, and you certainly maybe, now if I exposed him to you know, the wrong people, he, he definitely would have had a different experience. <laughs> but, but, I mean, I think he believed, you know, he certainly said, I don't think this is, y'all believe it. It kind of goes back to the great, atheist writer when George Whitfield was speaking during his great crusades and he went to one of George Whitfield's um, revivals and one of the other writers said I'm surprised you're here with George Whitfield's thing he said well I just wanted to see what's going on he goes do you believe now he said no but he does (laughs) (laughs) we'll be right back Rick and Bubba Rick and Bubba Robinson out of Doug Dynasty. You're listening to Rick and Bubba. Pay attention. 22 minutes now past the hour. The Rick and Bubba show. We are back. So, Frenchie did uh, get on a plane, head back, and he is back home safely. So, uh, we'll continue. And I think that it was good, too, uh, for all of us that, you know, you bring Frenchie here to realize that people are people. And I know we get all these stereotypes that if you're from a certain part of this and everybody becomes kind of cartoonish, the bottom line is... Uh, every human being 
is a human being, and uh, there are people that um, that need to hear the good news, and and it's uh, it's all over the world. And uh, so, just uh, continue to to pray that uh, that that will be something that will have a, a great story one day. And who knows? Stranger things have happened. Maybe, yeah, well, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll start a little spark there in, in France. Look, I, I don't think anything is is totally by accident. So no. uh, you know, we'll we'll see how it all works well, out. It's that, always fun to watch. That was it? one of the pitches I made to him. I said, "You realize how many things had to come together for you to be here?" Right. Uh, but anyway, so uh, now, I, Bubba, you were telling me that I, how many times a year does this happen? I think it's just once, and it happens this week uh, when ESPN two will transform into the Ocho. The Ocho. Now, this is a takeoff from the movie Dodgeball, where they have so many ESPN channels that by the time you get to number eight, they cover bizarre sports. Right, yeah. So, uh, they haven't quite got there yet, but right. I mean, you, you close. Right. But uh, they will do that. I think it's on Wednesday, and they will start, Rick, on uh, Tuesday night. Yeah, I remember this mm-hmm. last year. By showing the movie The Dodgeball. So dodgeball. So you right. you see where the ocho actually originated from. Okay. Yeah. And the then all day Wednesday they're going to have bizarre games that you normally would not see on ESPN. There's several here. I still don't even understand. I'm trying to read on what they are, and I still can't follow. One we do know cornhole. It will be on oh, yeah. at 5 a.m. Okay. <laughs> I saw something with people with the knocker ball suits on crashing into each other. Yeah. Uh, Rick is. Who don't love uh, knocker ball? They uh, have one it. called Sports Stacking at 8 a.m. Um, you'll see skilled teens and preteens stack a bunch of cups amazingly fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I've it's, seen uh, that. It is. Yeah. Look, you had me back at Taser Ball, but now you said it's not back well, this year. Well, I don't know. It's we a lot have, more racing. Oh, yeah. We have uh, Spike Ball will be in it. Two oh, yeah. on two trampoline uh, game. What, Are is you that familiar watermelon with that? seed spitting? Um, we have competitive eating at 6 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're all gonna, about that. They're going to relive uh, some of the great moments in eating seasons past, uh-huh. like in 2006, which was dominated by Kobayashi. Oh, before he got banned. <laughs> uh, Rick, you'll have Ultimate Dodgeball. It will be in there. There's one here. I can't even pronounce it. I, this is very confusing. K-A-B-A-D-D-I. Are you familiar with that? No. Um, said it's an incredibly popular sport in okay. India. It's seven-on-seven event. It's kind of a tag-style indoor team game. Oh, yeah. Uh, and when they're playing ping pong with a volleyball with their heads. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> well, I noticed, too, because I see – is this the – what is this? Yeah, that, that, that's it. what I was just yeah. talking about. Wait, I think I remember now, we that looked at that year. last year. Yeah, yeah, we did. We looked at a lot of this last year, so some of us – Kabaddi. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. We, yeah, we've covered that before, I think. Yeah. Now, I'm ha- proud that we do remember that. Yeah, you'll have uh, ping pong. Uh, Look, juggling, this? and they're throwing balls at them. Mm-hmm. What is this pizza team trials? Did you see that? No. There's just Look at so this many character. things. Well, okay. I saw one. You know, my kids do this at the house all the time where they have a bottle that's about half full and they try to flip it and make yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Top. Flip that, the bottle. They're doing that as one of the sports. Rick, here's one I think you'll like. It's called chess boxing. This hybrid sport oh, conjoins like the two beloved and oh, complementary yeah. pastimes of chess and boxing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so chess. That is a good idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah I always is. thought they'd <laughs> add that to golf. It would help. Yeah. Little boxing, like you had to beat somebody up to get to the hole. Uh, they'll yeah. have oh, saber, okay. saber combat will be one of them. Rick, here's one I'm not sure. It looks like it's a multi kind of game called Moxie Games. Are you familiar with this? <sighs> no. Somewhat like the Olympics. Here's a bunch of sports that no one could possibly care about individually. Taken together, however, they could add up to something watchable. 
So really, what they're saying on Moxie games, they're doing what we do for sports we don't like. We try to improve on them. I and, guess. So. And what we realize at the end of us improving a game, we've turned it into American football. Um, Have you know that by the time we're done, we, by the time we're done adjusting a game, we really have just turned it into football. <laughs> Rick, if you if you tune in, at, if you tune in at three p.m., you can catch sumo wrestling. Uh, Four p.m. they'll Too have many women's. Butts in that. They have women's flat track derby. <laughs> right. I guess that's like roller derby, but it's not in a circle. I don't know. I don't get that. They flat have darts. Track. I guess it doesn't have a. Anytime. You'll have darts if you catch that at ten a.m. <laughs> darts. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of games in here. There's there's a few exceptions, but there's a lot of games in here that are fun to fl- to play in a group if you're part of the group. <laughs> but sit pulling up bleachers and watching. Yeah, Cornhole's one of those. Yeah, yeah Cornhole's yeah. one. Darts one. Part shoes. Um, yeah. Part of the Moxie games, Rick, will be rock paper scissor championship. Right. Trick shot of billiards. I like trick uh, shots. No, I do like that. that. Is cool. You know, some of that. Uh, the soccer heading. Which you have a big Nerf ball on the ping pong table. Yeah, that's what we saw that. Yeah. And tied into all these stories, I saw a clip of ultimate, uh, the ultimate Taser Ball. Was Extreme. that the name? Extreme Taser Ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this? No. no. I didn't. See you had it. me a Taser. Though. I didn't see it in the lineup, but you need to t- oh, cut the audio. Look. Turn it. Oh, look! Rick. They're tasing them. Rick. Yeah, I, I think I think what happened here, probably Bubba, which upsets me. They probably thought it was. Oh, you can't have us tasing people. But boy, for one glorious year, we did it, didn't we? Last year. So, people I, are... I, I'm going to do that. I vaguely remember. Did we, have we covered this? I think we all? have. I think we have, too. I like this that. Is, yeah. I think, it, I think, we, I, I think, think we did. They tase you, and yeah. you got this gigantic ball you're trying to throw in. <laughs> it's been a while, but I think you we know, have. Look, down he goes. Yeah, I think this may be the Jeopardy football questions again. I think we covered this. We, we, I, don't, I, think I don't remember. So. I think so. I don't remember. I, I remember covering these games last year. Right. Yeah, we covered that. And I'm sure. I think we covered this tasing thing. It looks for me. It doesn't matter. But how about the this? The one with everybody you know tackling. The, we if I don't remember, yeah. it's new to me. The, li- <laughs> the list I want to see are the games that didn't make the cut. Oh, yeah. That's what made it. What we were yeah. just talking about. What, what didn't, didn't make the cut? Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> We'll be back, 866-WE-BE-BIG, all 10 lines available. How long before that really becomes a full-time show? Well, it, it, it looks, that might be fun. Your phone calls are next. You can talk about whatever you want to. Big Love is uh, there on the phones. 866-WE-BE-BIG. We go phone trolling right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba Show. Eight six six. We be big is the number. Uh, as uh, we make our way back, uh, phone calls coming in and lines are available, but uh, we are stacking them up right now. So, Big Love will take your calls if you come in right now at eight six six. We be big. And we'll talk to you uh, right after I point you to butcherbox.com/bubba. Oh yes, I mean here we are. Grilling season, you know, started back in the spring and still rolling, and now we're starting to roll into. I mean, y'all realize football's here. I mean, it's just around the corner. So now we're going to be tailgating, or you're going to be cooking there at home as you watch the games. Uh, and boy, can you have uh, just a freezer full of uh, nutrient-rich proteins from ButcherBox.com/slash Bubba? Go, look, go there right now. And you can look, uh, there's over 20 different cuts of meat, and uh, every month they deliver 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage-bred pork, wild-caught Alaskan salmon directly to the door with free shipping. 
Choose from four created boxes or customize. You know, they got some that already put together, but you can customize your own box if you want to. And if you want to try something new, they offer a ton of awesome recipes and resources right there on the website that'll help you bring out all the flavor of each cut of meat you purchase. We get that a lot. People say, hey, look, I just started grilling. I love these meats. Can y'all give us some pointers? Well, they have them right there at butcherbox.com slash Bubba. Uh, Now, if you are a new member, you get $20 off your first box, plus you'll get two pounds of ground beef and two packs of bacon when you sign up now at butcherbox.com slash Bubba. That's right. In addition to all the great meats you get, they're now knocking $20 off your first box, and they're going to throw in an additional two pounds of ground beef and two packs of bacon. Try today at butcherbox.com slash Bubba or rickandbubba.com under the sponsors button. We start with Adam out of Montgomery. Uh, Adam's listening to us on I-92, WLW. I'm sorry, I'm on the wrong one. Uh, let's go to uh, Bobby in Tuscumbia listening to us. Uh, Bobby is on WLAY. Trolling, trolling, trolling. Keep them phones a trolling. Here we come, phone trolling, phone, phone trolling. Troll. All right, Bobby, you're on. Go ahead. Hey, guys. No more politics. I just want to ask you all one quick question. What do you all think the uh, predictions are for this next college football season are, besides all them being number one, of course? <laughs> well, yeah, other than that. Um, you know, I don't really know. I, I don't follow it close enough to really make any predictions. I, I have no idea. I'm going to predict uh, it's going to start the last weekend in August. <laughs> you may get that one right. Yeah, I don't really know enough about the teams to make any intelligent comment. But I do enjoy watching it. I do. But I just I don't know that much about it, so I apologize. Uh, how about this? I know that it will be enjoyable. I can make that prediction. Yeah, we'll get more into it as it gets a be little easy, bit closer. Go, go Clemson, Alabama. That'd be the easiest bet. I could do that. Uh, we continue. Matt in Gulf Shores listening to Sunny 105. Matt, 30 seconds. Go ahead. Monkey grass, guys. Thanks. Just wanted to say good morning to all my tubers out there in the Golden Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You got, you got to say hello to him right there. Hey, there you go. Say hello. Oh, Please look at Coop. Don't miss Coop. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. John Cooper's got it dialed in. We're going to do that again before the show's over. Hey, look, he's lighter. He's quicker. He drops it. Look, I know that we used to do it one time, but I think you got to do it at least twice. Who wants Greg to get, go with like I can't do it. I like to enjoy it. Greg, <laughs> Greg, John Coop's pretty funny. Hey, John, how'd you lose that 50 pounds? He said uh, two, type 2 diabetes. That'll, that'll do it. Yep. That'll, that'll turn it around, won't it? Uh, Trulicity we, to you. We continue. <laughs> Let's go. To, you know, Bubba, remember That's remember good. Hulk out of Fairbanks, Alaska? Yes, I do. Now, I do, the Hulk we're, we're no longer on in Fairbanks, Alaska, as we were run out of town by another radio goo. But, Hulk, how, how are you getting well, – I guess with all the options, which option do you use now, Hulk? I'm a tuber. Yeah, another tuber. How about that? Are you serious? Yeah. Okay, no. Hawk's a tuber. Hawk, good, good to talk to you again, man. I hope you're doing well. I am. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Hey, I just uh, I wanted to know what y'all thought about the possibility of uh, these mass shooters spending too much time shooting on video games, and they become desensitized to it, and then people are just objects in a video game. Hawk, I, you know, we've yeah. always said if, yeah. you, if you're going to really tackle this problem, put politics aside, you've got to do it on a comprehensive level, gun violence in movies and TV shows, and gun violence on video games has to be part of the discussion. 
It, it does because you know it's like we think there are no boundaries. You know, you, if you if you if you start off with Mario Kart, we're pretending to be in cars. Then all of a sudden, you think, well, all of this, they know that they're not really doing this. But there is something that happens. First of all, this is something, and I've gone back and forth with this over time. Um, spiritually, there there's no way to ignore that we are all impacted by what we see and hear. Now, I know some people say, oh, I'm not, I don't bother me. But then I, I bring this example up every time, and it, it, it changed my view on all of it, and, and there's really no way to get around it. If we're not influenced by what we see and hear, how do you think Bubba and I and Speedy and Greg and Helmsley and Adler all make a living? Through advertising. Do you think advertisers you know, put their message out for you to hear it or for you to see it, and they get no response? Well, if, if, they, if they didn't get a response, then we wouldn't be on the air. Why would people pay $3 million for 30 seconds on the Super Bowl? $3 million for 30 seconds of your time. So that has to mean that we are all influenced by what we see and hear, so we should be very careful about what we allow ourselves to see and hear. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I think that, the, that especially people who have mental problems or, or they have spiritual problems, there, there, there's a disconnect that, that could possibly be taking place. And you have to take that and put in as we, you know, we never thought that we would sit here and hear what we heard from the Virginia governor. Never in my lifetime. I never thought in the United States of America no. that I would literally hear a conversation about a child that wasn't still in the womb that was born and, and what we were going to do. And if you don't think the devaluing of human life, uh, doesn't have an effect on how people see life. I, I just think it, it would have to, right? Yeah. And again, it's, it, it, there's some people that can do this and do that. And but I just I would say this: anything that you allow your kids to sit and do for hours and hours on end with no supervision will affect them as they get older. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can still see, see things that like the older boys showed me out in the woods that they had hid under a piece of carpet in the treehouse, I can still see it now. It's still there. And, uh, and so, so the, these things are very difficult to remove once they have set up inside your, your psyche and inside your mind. Um, and I think that um, to think that these things have no effect really doesn't make any sense because we all acknowledge that things that people see and hear do affect I mean, there's no way to get around that. It, it, it does. So you got to be careful what you allow your children, allow yourself to see and hear. There's a lot of people argue your brain is an amplifier. It's going to take mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. it gets in front of it. So you have to make wise choices what you put allow in front of it. We continue. Uh, let's go to Lloyd in Alabama. Lloyd, uh, welcome uh, to the program. You got 30 seconds. Go ahead. All right, Green Acres and Monkey Grass. Thank you, sir. <laughs> go ahead. Um, we have a um, gridiron kickoff at uh, Mayfair Church off Carl T. Jones in Huntsville, Alabama, on uh, Thursday. At- that's a, I believe that's yeah, a, I believe that's a shameless plug. It is indeed. Uh, it's all good things. It's good yeah, things. I was trying to figure out the time. Well, here. look, it's good things, but I mean, it, the rules are the rules. Yep. That, oh, that, wow. that'll get you a buzzer. I, I Boom. Uh, Adam was wanting to say it. Adam in Montgomery, I ninety two WLWI. Adam, go ahead. Hey guys, calling from work. Um, hey, uh, I heard a story over the weekend that a little boy is being charged with aggravated assault for throwing a dodgeball at a kid at recess. What would you guys do if they tried to arrest your son and charge your seven-year-old with that? Uh, and the prosecutor said she, uh, that there's enough evidence. 
a young little black boy and it's a black prosecutor. I don't know what the color of anyone's skin has to do with that, but but I w- I will say this: um, it, it would be a tough day for me to watch my seven year old be paraded around like a someone who committed a violent crime against somebody over dodgeball. I mean, the object of the game is to hit someone yeah. with a ball, yeah. right? But but I mean, the times we're living in. I mean, somebody thinks that they're somehow doing something noble here when really what you're doing is idiotic. I mean, if you want to say, "Hey, be careful where you throw the ball," try not to hit people in the head and. Or hey, don't count it if it's above the shoulders. Or I mean, if you, or, we've had that rule. Or, too. or if you back somebody in the corner away from the game and start throwing at them, then discipline the child, punish the child, and be done with it. Uh, it, it is not aggravated assault. I, I think that's. Was this a situation where they were actually playing the game dodgeball? Uh, no, probably, or, probably not. Or did they just take they the ball, the ball and hit somebody have. that wasn't now, looking? Yeah. I may be wrong. Which we saw how many yeah. times as, as, as children. Oh, I know. Play. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah kid, I saw the headline if, on if that. I don't know case, all the What kind of injury was involved? Well, if, if that's the case, yeah, the kid would be disciplined, and I would be okay with that. But mm-hmm. taking it that far is a little much. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah. it was outside of a game. Yeah. But it still is not aggravated assault. No, and not with, at all. With a seven-year-old, it's bad behavior. Yeah. It should be yeah. punished. And it needs to – but it's not criminal. No. Uh, it's, it's a story um, that is from July 29th. He's actually 10. A 10-year-old boy charged with assault after dodgeball injury. It says. It says uh, so our they kids were are racially targeted. It says so there's race involved. Well, of as well. course, there's oh, race. Oh, involved. I see. I guess that's why he brought it up. Okay. Uh, Jim in Alabama. Jim, go ahead. Welcome hey. to the program. Thirty seconds. Go ahead. Hey, good morning. Last night I was reading a uh, article about all these uh, mass shootings and stuff, and they go way back. And this uh, this article had uh, went and got all the medical records that was available on all these mass shooters, and they all had one common thread. And that was they were all, all, all of them were on some kind of medication for ADHD and, and all that stuff, Prozac and all this, for my, basically mind-altering drugs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Greg brought that up earlier, one of y'all did, we were talking about. You know, we also have a generation of children that have been raised on every kind of drug you can think of. Um, I mean, you ha- if maybe you, something to look Well, we, we went back to, if we're going to deal with this, we got to do more than white nationalism. And um, yeah, because we we got we got to look at a comprehensive look at what are we doing as a society that keeps perpetuating these kinds of individuals, and we got to look at everything. Uh, we'll be back fourteen minutes to the top. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Nine minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Thank you for being with us today. And um, the tubers are in the golden ticket seats. They're watching. One of them will win a $50 gift card today from Dr. Dudney. Uh, Looking at uh, the Rick and Bubba uh, O'Reilly Auto Parts upcoming events. Welcome to all of you that will be traveling uh, to our part of the world for the 12th annual Rick and Bubba Super Summer Slam Tennis Tournament. At the Pelham Racket Club, it starts this Thursday and then rolls through the 11th. Uh, so uh, uh, if you still want to sign up for that, you can. Bubba's got some of that out uh, on his uh, Instagram, but we got it at rickandbubba.com under events as well. And then Friday night, uh, I'll be at First Baptist Church of Opalaka. Make a Difference is the name of the event. Uh, it is a men's event, and a lot of men already coming, uh, but there's room for you if you want to join us. Uh, go to rickandbubba.com uh, under upcoming events. You'll see all that information there. And, of course, don't forget to think about O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Uh, O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices. 
every day and get guaranteed low prices in their customer service second to no one. All right, so um, as we come back, we have uh, the French inventor, uh, and um, we, I, we didn't ask French if he knew this guy, oh, uh, but he was trying to use this hoverboard, what we call the Green Goblin setup, to get across <laughs> the English Channel. But in order to make it like any long trip, there has to be a refuel, mm-hmm. and the last time he tried it, the refuel did not go well. No. But this time, uh, he was able to do it, uh, and it says, despite wind gusts Sunday, uh, he became the first person to cross the English Channel uh, in a futuristic way. Uh, as we said, he failed on the first attempt. He got speeds, Bub, up to 110 miles per hour. It's a 22-mile journey on this flyboard. Uh, and um, he said that uh, it was not easy to do the refueling because the water was choppy. Uh, you know, last month, you know, he fell into the sea halfway because he couldn't, he couldn't make this happen. It's propelled by kerosene, uh, and uh, he said that the, one of the things that makes it difficult, he says the way you have to, to ride, your body resists the wind because the board is attached to the feet. Mm-hmm. And he said, my body has to resist the wind that I'm flying into. And he said, I try to enjoy it, but your leg muscles get to where they get to burning like crazy. Yeah. And he said that, um, that makes that stopping to refuel difficult too because your legs are tired and you got to set it down, get it back up, mm-hmm. and go. But he did it. Well, well this one over yeah. here, don't think he did. Well, he, he landed to, on a boat. Yeah, he had to refuel, well, and I think he that didn't make it. He, right. he did it, but it would have been better if he could have done it without stopping. I so mean, that, it, it he was, flew out to a boat, and then from the boat he went to the end. So technically, Here we he go. didn't make it the whole way. Here we we all wanted him to refuel from the air. Yeah. We did. Okay. He could refuel from the air. That but I still all. think very impressive what he's done. But, but keep oh, that in mind, we're, cool, yeah, we're, be bragging we're about talking about like the Wright brothers here. This is right, really the right. first really good attempt. Look at him, please. I agree. The, the ones that are coming are going to be unbelievable. Look at that. I, I can't, can't believe he got up that fast. Look how much he's having to lean forward. Guys, what are we going to do about it? how uncomfortable it is? I mean, yeah. I, I want to well, be able to fly a little Rick, more comfortably than that. Rick, you got to be able to go further. Bubba brings up. Now I'm on a bicycle. Bubba brings up a great question or a point as far as the Wright brothers. People looked at oh, them yeah, and they, said, how crazy are oh, y'all? No doubt. What the heck no are doubt. y'all doing? They didn't fly very far. Now we have a commercial airlines that we all get in like it's nothing. Is there going to come yeah. a point in time in the next 20 years where this is our reality? Yes. And I this is how we're be. getting around. This is going to be your flying car, Rick. Here's the thing. Yeah, it, I've been waiting on this for I, years. I don't think this is going to be the way you want to travel long distances no, and fast, but imagine in towns how you could get around with this. Mm-hmm. Of course, this is going to give us a whole other traffic problem. It's going to look like <laughs> oh, yeah. look Can like you imagine? Bugs hey, but, everywhere. but at first, if you, could fly, if you could fly over some traffic like before yeah. it really gets going, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, you're that person, yeah. you know. Well, think about this. Think about how it. If you get so many in the air, then you don't have as many cars to deal with in the yeah on I, the road. I don't know how to pronounce it. I hate Frenchie's already gone. The Z A P A T A Zapata 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 Zapata. So, but picture this. It'll be it'll be just picture me. I'm in my house right now. What's that, babe? What are we are we out of toilet paper? No rump ribbon. Not Rick. No, well, say I don't know. What do you think? Should I drive over there or take the Zapata? Yeah. Why don't you just Zapata over there to Publix yeah. and bring it back? All right, all right. I'll be back in just a minute. I'm picturing yeah. you on that. Oh, yeah. But that here's the problem. Awesome. Here's the problem. Awesome. Bicycling can be can be enjoyable until your legs get to burning like somebody's hitting you with pickaxes across your quad. <laughs> right. So yeah. so I mean, if my legs are gonna burn, I I, I want to be able to enjoy it a little more than that. Yeah. I, I think you'll see that. You know when it goes from short sur- trip. If it's now, it's not fun. Now I'm surviving. Yeah, yeah. Rick, Just I think you'll trips. see that evolve like you're standing in a bucket, and that'll help some of that. Yeah, yeah, that's or, what we need. or in a barrel almost. 
Just make me a little thing yeah, I can I'm sit in and fly. Why don't yeah. you just do that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, they, yeah. they could make it look like a scooter. Yeah, let me sit in some with a little windshield. Yeah, I like what Bubba's yeah, talking about. I want to sit down on it and, and then yeah, take off. I don't want to lean forward like I'm ski jumping. Of course, you're going to have people running into power lines and oh, everything. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a handle. Oh, can you imagine? We're going to go with completely every, underground by the end. Everything, everything brings new problems. It does. Right? I mean, you know, the people that thought the car was going to be the answer to horse poop in the middle of the street, but look now, you know, so. Wow. It's always something. Hey, did you get? To, <laughs> hey, has the Sapata been been serviced? Now I forgot taking in. Golly, well, look, we, you, we, it's going to break down on us. Well, when that yeah. thing breaks down, you better have yeah. a plan. I know. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do then? I, you better have a parachute yeah. that you can hit a button and it'll yeah. shoot mm. it up, and you you hopefully come yeah. in for a soft landing. Do you think you can buy them? Like uh, there'll be a, like a V six, a V eight version, oh, depending oh, on the weight. Have the high performance, and yeah. you have the, this like, thing's you need already a jumbo size one. The, and it's, here, and the state it's in right now, it's better than a smart car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right now. But listen, here's the problem too. That thing runs on kerosene, or I guess it'd be like Jet A fuel. Mm. You know, Biden's going to do away with all fossil fuels. We're not even going to have airplanes. Well, I didn't if Biden think about gets that. In, I didn't so. think about that. <sighs> you notice I, they just say blanket things like that, and I'm like, what? No, so no that, airplanes. They know it ain't going to happen. None. Just, yeah. No. They want somebody to go vote for them. And one of the reasons they're going to vote is, well, he says he's going to do away with fossil fuels. And then he'll decide like he never said it. And that's <laughs> yeah. never going to happen. Yeah. And no one, and, but but it, he got that vote, which got him in. And then he, well, you know, that fossil fuel thing is a, a lot more complicated than I thought it would be. Yeah. That's Especially the, after the country paid me to say that. The yeah. classic politician move is to make a promise. You elect them, and they get in and say, well, it's a lot more complicated than I thought. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's I what see. some of us that, that were trying to say that on our radio shows, yes. that what you're claiming you can't really yeah. do. Well, no, they're right. I'm in here. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. Now I, that I'm in here in office, I just can't do it. Can't thought do it. thought I could. Hey, I, I, <laughs> hey, I meant well when I said it. Yeah. And, and know that I was telling the truth based on what I knew. But once I got in here, so I said, gosh, this really can't be done. Right <laughs> now. I didn't think about this and that and this and that. That not that how it always goes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot worse than I thought it was. But I kind of want to fly on one of those, don't you? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. I, the, I, I, the reason it was yeah. burning, because he had to get it such an angle no, to get that you. speed. But if you're just flying around more vertical, yeah, I don't think you'll have a record. Yeah. You won't have that problem. Right. But, I, you know, not having anything around you, I think, would be uncomfortable. I'd rather have a rail or a bar or something. Where am know? I holding the toilet paper on my way back? <laughs> <laughs> backpack. To the backpack? No, that's where your fuel goes. Or I don't know. what if it looked like uh, one of those uh, Segways, but it flew? Yeah. yeah. Like that. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Conservative, heterosexual, gun-toting, football-loving, evangelical Christian white men. In other words, the two most dangerous men in America. Rick and Bubba. Six minutes past the hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport. We thank you for being with us. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy. Eddie Van Adler, Team Rick and Bubba, ready to go for another hour. Rick and Bubba University, Diamond Dell, Diesel Dixon, Big Love, Big Love graduating today. We'll do an exit interview with him coming up. Welcome back for a brand new hour. There's Bill Bubba Buses. Well, Rick, glad to be here, and uh, thank you for the honor and uh, the privilege to do so. I tell you, it's been, we've been at it a while, haven't we, buddy? Yep, yep. Uh, we don't know. We're trying to confirm this. Chuck Graham, state senator, is here. Chuck, stand up. Chuck, let him see you. Oh, 
God love you. What am I talking about? All right. Joe Biden, and we've all acknowledged that Joe, uh, you know, there's people that are that can be in their in their mid-70s and, they, and they've holding it together and they do fine. But then there's some people you can watch and go, you know, age is starting to, you know, now Joe's been a little confused even no matter what age that he has been. But you could just tell the other night when we watched the highlights of the debates, he's not as quick on his feet. Yeah, and uh, and and all of this, but anyway, yeah, now now it's we're moving tr- way too fast for him. the Washington Examiner is Examiner is imp- reporting this. Now we don't know whether this is true or not. We all know, sadly, that in uh, over overnight Saturday into Sunday, we had two mass shootings, terrible, 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 evil, tragic, and we've talked about all this in El Paso, Texas, in Dayton, Ohio. Now, according to this story. Biden was at a high-dollar fundraiser in San Diego Sunday night, so we're about 24 hours or a little less 24 hours after it happened, and they're claiming that before he got part of him getting started, he wanted everybody to offer sympathy for the tragic events in Houston and Michigan. Now, I, I, I don't I – don't, look, it may, that may not have happened. But this, according to this story. According to this story, it happened, and Speedy's looking, and – we can't find anyone. There's multiple sources that are reporting this, but the Washington Examiner is the first one to do so. He confused Houston for El Paso and Michigan for Ohio. Right. Yeah. Tragic events. In, he said tragic events in Houston today, and also in Michigan the day before. But, but he's uh, he said he later corrected himself. Okay. So that makes me think that. He, probably, he also corrected himself about standing that guy. got to stand up too. Remember? Yeah, he did. When when you tell a. a a senator in the wheelchair to stand up for everybody to see him. You know, you need to. Uh, uh, Chuck Graham, state senator's here. Chuck, stand up, Chuck. Let him see you. Oh, God love you. What am I talking about? That's got to be one of my favorite gaffes of all time. <laughs> that's, a, that's a dandy. That I mean, is a dandy. If somebody said, let's talk about gaffes, I said, before we go any further, let's talk about Joe Biden telling the guy in a wheelchair to stand up and yeah. everybody see him. What am I thinking about? Well, good. God love you. You, you know, got, you got guys, us all standing, state senator. In in fairness to all what of them, we, they've all had some dandies. Oh, okay? of course. Oh, George W. Bush. Yeah. George W. Bush. His oh, real is precious. By yeah, the it's way. All, it's really good. But they give so many speeches and have to do so much talking. It's a wonder we don't have more than we, oh, than we have. Know. You know. Well, I think we all know this, and you certainly never want to make light of such a tragic situation. And that's what makes a gaffe is funny no matter what. But it's the, it to to the speedies of the world. He and, and friend Andy Blanks, who suffer from secondhand embarrassment and discomfort, I'm really starting to wonder if Andy Blanks isn't worse than you, Speedy. I mean, he 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 really struggles with it. But um, it, when you go out and mess up something that's extremely serious, extremely serious, mm-hmm. those those always give bring the most discomfort. That's when your buddies are waiting on you when you come off. Go, did you hear what you said? Mm-hmm. The uh, did you, did you mess up a tragic not event? near not near is important. Well, it is important since it was dealing with the Bible. But I'm talking about it was not a tragic situation. But I remember I had one of these situations, and you just you just sit there and just the whole ride home, you just feel like such a loser when you realize you've done one of these. So I had done. Um, I was teaching Sunday school and teaching class, and I mean, I really thought, man, worked hard on this, really got it together. Thought I, thought, thought I was really pulling out all this stuff in the Bible and making some analogies and points. And, and I did notice, I mean, I guess I should have been looking at Sherry because she claimed she tried to get a signal to me. <laughs> and um, so, and I just went on and on about it. And uh, so we get in the car and 
you know, I, I always notice if Sherry's at anything where I'm speaking at or teaching, if she doesn't immediately start saying that was a good job, it means there's something that she's uncomfortably yeah. wanting to bring up. Mm-hmm. And Sherry has been put on this earth to keep me humble, and she does a great job at it. Mm-hmm. She really does. And uh, <laughs> and I said, uh, I said, well, I said, how do, how do you think the lesson went? She goes, it was really some good points. It really was. And I said, uh, well, thank you, honey. That's nice. She goes, you know, the only problem is the entire time you were talking, uh, instead of telling everybody that these are the things that involved Joshua, you called him Joseph the entire lesson. The end, not once. Besides just See, that, that one thing, right? That, that's a misspeak. Yeah. You know? She said, other than the fact that all these things that happened actually happened to Joshua, not Joseph, and all the things that were well, said were said, were said. Did, by, nobody, did were, nobody raise their hand and go, hey, Joshua? I wish they had. <laughs> I'd like to correct it at maybe a quarter of the way in. Yeah, that would have been good. Maybe the first time I said Joseph instead of Joshua, if I could have had just one person say, you mean <laughs> right. Joshua, that yeah. would have been extreme. Do you think they were looking at each other going, hey, me? That that one and Sherry said she she said I was trying to signal you. I said, Well, uh, I'm always afraid to watch you when I'm up teaching and actually back to Andy Blanks again, mm-hmm. all of us that teach if Sherry's in the room, we all acknowledge that the thing you don't want is for Sherry to be on the front row. She always has her notebook out for her to go and then she starts writing. Oh, the squint. She, she makes a face <laughs> and you can see what she's doing is something else I have to correct in my small group. Write <laughs> <laughs> that one down. Yeah, it's so funny because it's nothing worse to see Sherry do do that face and start scribbling in her notebook. You're like, oh boy. And sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes it's just her making notes. But we're always we're all hypersensitive to it. So I won't look at her. So this day I wish I had. Yeah, because she was trying to let me know how. Golly. Yeah, whole lesson, the entire thing, thirty solid minutes of the wrong. <laughs> and not mm-hmm. one correct. <laughs> Stand up, Chuck. Uh, stand up, Chuck. Stand up, Joshua. Well, Joseph, I mean, what am I talking about? <laughs> so, uh, oh, jo- we've, we've Joseph did not say, as for me in my house, we will worship the Lord. He didn't. <laughs> no, that was Joshua. Mm-hmm. And what I love around Very impassioned, too. Mm-hmm. What I love around <laughs> here. He's yeah. bringing it, huh? He had to take the reins yeah. from the big man, Moses. <laughs> <laughs> really had a lot of good points in there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the steps he said you need to take before you even get to that question. Yeah, yeah. And what I love around it's here, it's a good it's like message it's a, from Joshua. It really is. It's an inner circle. It's not so good from Joseph. No, it's just no. confusing. Because <laughs> they didn't hear a word you said after that. Yeah. <laughs> they kept wondering when's he going to bring up Potiphar. <laughs> <laughs> right. When did Joseph say this? When his brothers came back? <laughs> not sure that's right. A lot of squinting. Mm-hmm. And then you're in the car and it's over. And you realize there's conversations going on at lunch. Yeah, they're all driving around. Yeah, there's nothing you can do to walk it back. Probably an argument at <laughs> right. some point throughout the day. And in this situation, you don't teach again for a month because it's just a once a month rotation. So you can't correct it. The next <laughs> week. Do you have an email chain? I just like to point out. <laughs> I just like to say, though the points are biblically sound, uh, I attributed I may them. Have to the wrong, I attributed them to the wrong person in biblical history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all. But do. you get the point. Yeah, you get the point. <laughs> What's the time gap there on those two? Big. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 15 minutes past the hour. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Rick, you can live five, 600 years. <laughs> yeah, don't ask me. I'll, I'll get that wrong. We'll be back. More Rick and Bubba coming up next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Hey everybody, this is Keith Evan, and you're listening to Rick and Bubba. 20 minutes past the hour, Rick and Bubba show. As uh, we make our way back, 
still to come on the program. We say goodbye to Big Love, uh, one of the Rick and Bubba kids doing a full internship. We'll interview him on the way out, send him back to Starkville. Uh, and uh, also your phone call still coming up at 866-WE-BE-BIG. We'll get to more phones coming up. Uh, Tom Brady looks like he's going to be all right. Yeah. Uh, well, wow, Rick, he, uh, he, they're, they're announcing. He has not announced it yet, but uh, multiple sources are announcing that he has just been given a contract extension by the New England Patriots. Two years, $70 million. He's 42, turned 42 Saturday, and he will be 44 years old when this current contract will expire. They said that to celebrate his birthday, he threw all of his kids off a cliff. (laughs) (laughs) Into a water. Little cliff diving. How about Uh, 70 million? I think I'd go off. How about not only getting a big contract, it's your 20th season. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that unreal? That's just. Well, look, he's a freaking nature. What he's he's done is. I, I can't think of anybody that you can compare him to. I think no. he's in a class all by himself. Well, I, you're I right. think you're seeing this more and more uh, as, as you know, nutrition and rehab and, and preventive things, stretching, all this has worked in. You because see these athletes playing longer. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've had that with Roger Federer. Most of the time they're washed up in singles tennis in early 30s, and he's playing into his late 30s now and yeah. still real competitive. So you're seeing that more and more. That's a good thing. Well, his production speaks for itself. Under the new contract, they're going to go ahead and bump him $8 million this year as a raise. Uh, that's going to bring him up to $23 million for the 2019 season. <laughs> so he gets a raise just saying, look, you deserve a raise. We're giving you one. And then uh, he'll earn $30 million in 2020 and $32 million in 2021. And think about all the flops. This guy was a six-round pick. Yeah. And all them first rounders that everybody thought were can't, no one can't saw this coming. No, 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 not no, a soul. No. Uh-uh. And when they show his pictures, and of course even yeah. now he's not really covered. When they yeah. show him at the combine when he came out, he looked like a skinny kid, yeah. like a high school kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nobody saw this. Coming. Well, and and again, you have the the greatest scouts in the world with the the best technology making, it, and you still you miss some. Mm-hmm. And he was one that they missed. And they missed others who they picked above him that didn't turn out. And that's a long list of those. Oh, so, yeah. But good for him. Good for him. Well, he's earned it. 20 years. He's earned it. I tell you, if you look at this, think about – Look. With our, there, yeah, there, there he is. There's your 20-year NFL guy right there. Yeah. There's your $70 million you mean, extension. You mean the GOAT right there? There he is. Well, I mean, you know, I, and I've got to admit, you know I'm a huge Joe Montana fan, but uh, look, Brady's moved the bar. I agree. It's a whole other deal. Oh, yeah. He's not – And I've never said that publicly till today. I know. I, I'm the same way. Yeah. That, that had to be difficult. It did. It was. It hurt a little bit. Your NASA mm-hmm. shirt, I think, helped you because you, you had something going here. <laughs> Uh, Bubba's. Bubba well, must have had a little NASA package. He did. He, ordered, he must have uh, got a NASA shirt. He had one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, they, they came from different places, but they've all kind of piled in. I want you to have a pair of space pants on. Yeah. Ooh, me too. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I wish I had. I wish I had a With whole. I wish I had the whole thing. I'd sit here and raise the visor and talk. <laughs> that would be yeah, you, you you have the uh, he has the shirt today against all the flat earthers. You like that? Not yeah. flat. Not flat. And then it had NASA checked. That's and, and it's uh, really that, not flat if I pull it down. Yeah, right? well, the Earth is very round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I noticed. <laughs> well, one, one of the golden ticket this is a three D shirt. <laughs> the, uh, one of the golden oh, ticket seats said, "Is that a, is that supposed to what you're talking about about your stomach?" Or <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good one. That is good. That was a good one. Uh, so anyway, but here's the thing that gets me, guys. I don't think we're giving this enough from last year as far as the NFL is that the Los Angeles Rams found their way back to the Super Bowl. 
Yeah. I mean, the Rams yeah. actually played and really had a shot. They were to really win. good. Yeah, yeah. All year. Yeah, the Rams. You remember, the they, Rams. Had, they had gone away into oblivion. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They stopped being a team, came back. We went saw, St. Louis. I guess yeah. we saw them, uh, you know, when they played the Titans, so mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. when they were in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, so Tom Brady deserves every bit of that, and uh, he'll get it, and we'll see how well he can continue to play. Did y'all feel like last year that he started to look at times a little bit aged? Yeah. At times, when he runs he, out of the backfield, he looks. Yeah. Oh, buddy, you just—he needs to stay back there. Don't go for that reverse swing pass back to the quarterback. No, he looks. He's out there. <laughs> but as far he's as like the scarecrow running on Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But yeah, but, but, but yeah, it's not good. But as far as his ability to run the offense, I think it's well, oh, the his, thing that's his made knowledge it, of the game. That's why. Cool. I mean, he he just he reads defenses so well. Do y'all know who the oldest quarterback of all time is to play in the league? George Billy Blanda. Mm-hmm. Well done, Bill Num- Bubba Number Bubba. 16, 16 for the Oakland Raiders. And he ended yeah. his you know career as a field goal kicker. 43. No. 48. No. Nice. Now, he might have just been kicking when he was 48. I don't <laughs> yeah. know the details yeah. of that. In my life, this, I only remembered him as a kicker. This says 48 years old. Well, he was the backup for uh, Dale LaMonica. That's right. For the Oakland Raiders. And he was there with straight on. He was there straight on. He's very good, Bubba. And back since we're on the subject, did y'all see where Cliff Branch died? I did. No, really? Yeah. Oh, 21? Yeah, he's another great receiver. Him and Belent Lakoff and Stabler and all that. How old was he? 71. 71. Just turned 71. And look, they showed a picture of him. He looked really good. I don't know. But anyway, remember he was one of them speed, one of them track guys. Yeah, LaMonica and all those guys were there before Stabler got Yeah. Yeah, but but uh, Blanda was the kicker. Yeah. He had those square helmets, and he'd come in. You know, Monica got shook up. He'd come in with them <laughs> them high tops on, look like Johnny U out there. <laughs> but yeah. I knew he played a long time. Well, the reason the, the the thing was different, like y'all talk about with nutrition. But in those days, I remember when Blanda was still out there, he did look old. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah he, he did. Like somebody's granddaddy out there kicking. Like somebody's granddad had a big, old, had a belly, had a belly, had the whole deal. You know, he, he was old. and He looked old. <laughs> he did. He actually looked older than he was. <laughs> Maybe that's why we were so amazed. Right. Uh, Andy out of Glencoe. Andy, welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hey, man. Uh, you know, Bledsoe wouldn't have got hurt. We may not have ever heard of him. Yeah, it's that's true. That's, true. that's why you got to be ready. He was just a backup quarterback. Yeah. But, but that, I think that's the key. you got to be ready. And when yeah. that window – and you get in for those few snaps, you make it count. He never he gave never it back up. up. That's right. Yep. Bledsoe, where did he – he left there and went somewhere and then ended up retiring. Yeah. But Yeah. Yeah, Bledsoe was in the, in the, the – when they – after the horrible thing that happened with Grogan and the Bears, but when when they finally went to the new uniforms and Bledsoe took them into the Super Bowl against Green Bay, because they got beat pretty good by Green Bay. Yeah. And then after that, what the next season's when he got hurt? I think so. And, and then, but Brady there's been in. a lot of those in sports. Somebody got hurt, and oh, the yeah. guy that came in was a phenom, you know. So you never know. Got to yeah. be ready. Yeah, because opportunity when it knocks, you got to go into the door. <laughs> well, the the whatever happened to the, that mentality? Why can't I remember his name? The, the Rams quarterback when they beat the Titans. The guy that played in the ring. Kurt, yeah, Kurt Warner. He came in because the starter got hurt. Yeah. I mean, he was bagging groceries a year yeah. before that. Playing arena league. Yeah. yeah. The story still has to be written, but uh, Dak Prescott, when Romo went, yeah. you know, he stepped up and is still there. So we'll see how he turns out. Mm-hmm. But now that's another one, current day, yeah. that I'm thinking and about. I think Stallback got in with the Cowboys when Craig Morton got hurt. Yeah. And he ended up going to Denver, Denver and playing play another him, year or two. Play him in the Super Bowl. And getting drilled by Dallas. Yes. Yeah, when Staubach went in, it was a noticeable difference. Yeah. People, were, people were not used to seeing no scrambling like that. No. <laughs> of course, he had Frank Tarkington scrambled went back. Roger scrambled went forward. Yeah. <laughs> of course, Staubach had to go be in the Navy for about four years before yeah. he could come play football. Right. Had to honor his commitment. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, uh, so we'll say that uh, Tom Brady. I don't know how much longer he will play, but the Patriots. Think- is there a better? I mean, do we just do we no? All he's, admit there's he's no the best doubt. ever. You can stamp it today. And what's funny because we remember this when you're talking about the Patriots got just dismantled by the Bears. I mean, you thought that program they'd probably just do away with the team. It looked so bad, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and then they turned it around and they have been unbelievable since then. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I can't stand them. <laughs> Bears, think about this: Bears ain't even been back to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. have they? No. No. Maybe they win. I don't know. They didn't win another one. I know it, that. Did they? And I've seen a special on this. Did the eighty-five Bears? The Bears. The Bears. Did they, are they were they the biggest disappointment as far as what they did with what they had? Yeah, because people thought they were going to. Dominate I mean, they should have won. They should have been back at least two more times, like before they got. Well, all they those. started. They started losing people, didn't it? Didn't two or three of yeah. them? Do fr- have free agency? All, Wilbur Marshall. It all. He leave, it or? all became a. And, got, but but what made them good also tore them apart because mm-hmm. they were so bizarre. As people, individuals, yeah. you know, they were crazy. Mm-hmm. And you had man. Buddy Ryan laugh because him and Didka hated right. each other. That's the whole, the whole thing was just a, and, yeah. f- about to fly apart when they won it. They, yeah. they went out there and beat everybody because they had the best players that year, but the organization and the coaches and the players didn't have any staying power. It was like, it was almost like everybody got to see an all-star team for one season. Yeah. Well, you, you heard Ditka talking about it. The defense and the offense hated each other. You know, it, but they, they got together to win – but he said yeah. they, the coaches didn't like each other. The, well, the defense like was loyal other. to Ryan and the offense yeah. was loyal to Dick. Yeah. We couldn't get Walter Payton to touchdown in the Super Bowl. Only when <laughs> he made it to. But we got Fridge one, though. Yeah. <laughs> we got Fridge one and not Walter Payton That's one. Bad. That's bad. That's terrible. Everybody wants to see the Fridge jumping in zone, though. Y'all know it. The bottom of the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes. Thirty-five minutes now past the hour. Hello and welcome to another edition of Rick and Bubba. Tonight I have a look and try to find my face again. Buried beneath this house, my spirit screams. As and we make our way again. back, uh, out back a monster wears a cloak of Persian leather. Uh, MyPillow.com, Mike Lindell has really turned it up here. I know a lot of you were about to talk to Big Love, who's about to leave Rick and Bubba University. Uh, one of our kids uh, that we'll be sending back to college on Thursday. And, look, he loves the MyPillow. Uh, that baby goes with him wherever he goes. Uh, and uh, if you would like to get a MyPillow uh, for your college student that's headed back to school, uh, boy, there's a great price right now. Go to MyPillow.com, put in the promo code Bubba, get a two-pack of premium MyPillows for only sixty nine ninety eight. Uh, that is thirty four ninety nine a pillow, and that is the lowest price ever offered on radio or television for the MyPillow brand. Now, they also get you 30% off the Giza Dream Sheets and 30% off the mattress topper uh, that you love. Also, I've been told by my wife we got to get another mattress topper because we're sending young Broderick out this year, and they they, they like their mattress topper uh, on the bed where they sleep as well. So uh, use uh, promo code Bubba and take advantage of all these deals right now at MyPillow.com or RickandBubba.com under the sponsors button. Well, another intern leaves Rick and Bubba University. This time it's personal. Big Love Burgess, headed back. Here we go. Everybody say, come on. Hey, Big Love. Bring it back. All right, so you're headed back uh, to Starkville on Thursday. I am. I am. Now, now you're going back early because why? Well, you're you're part of something. What are you, what are you doing? Okay, so I'm a part of this thing called New Maroon Camp, yeah. and basically what that is is the up and coming freshmen get to move in early. So that's a huge perk. 
And basically what we do is like we put them with a group of people and we kind of like get them more familiar with the campus. Like so it just makes it really does make life easier for them because they're not going to get there like having no idea where anything is like. You know, on that first day when you of classes, when you're just like, hey, like, where is this building? You really don't have to do that if you go to New Maroon Camp because we, like, show you where everything is. We, like, get you familiar with, like, the campus' campus's history and all that jazz. All right, so you, you, you did it last year, and you and it was helpful? Oh, my gosh, yes. It was wonderful. It was a big help. I met a lot of cool people. Um, I got really familiar with the campus, like, like, some cool, like, where, like, the cafeteria is, where, like, the building. All that the, jazz. All that jazz, yeah, all exactly. That all that jazz. Um, all right, so let, this is a little different with you. I mean, you you definitely came and did a full-blown internship this year that you can put on your resume and all mm-hmm. that's great. But you you guys, you know, you and and uh, Hunter and Caitlin and, and Brody and Blake and Randy and all the different Rick and Bubba kids that have grown up on the program, um, it, it, what, what is it like to, to say, okay, I, you've you've been up here since we were pulling chairs up and finding stuff for y'all to do in our offices when you came up here as little kids. <laughs> so, what is it like to grow up on this show? Oh, that's actually a really good question. I would say, I mean, I'm kind of like used to like everything. Like, I've been listening to like interns like take phone calls since I was like really little, and I thought, oh my gosh, that's really cool. They get to talk to the people that call in and that listen, and now I've got to do it, and I'm just like, I've got to. I can say I've been an intern because I was like, Dad, when can I be an intern at like seven? You're like, maybe in like 10, 15 years. Yeah, yeah. So Big Love's 20. Yeah. I know. Isn't that something? Isn't that weird? So, and I noticed today, (laughs) and interesting for your exit interview, you've had working with Adler, uh, you've had, they're the tubers, and I know you and the tubers have kind of a special. (laughs) Hi, guys. Yeah. How are y'all doing today? <laughs> they, they, sometimes they help you correct problems. You're yes. They get on yeah. you a little bit. Yeah, yeah y'all do. do. Thank you for that. Really appreciate it. Where's the person that said I had one job? Where Are you here today? <laughs> <laughs> Show your face. Yeah. Oh, hi. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things. Your barbecue when... life? <laughs> I, I love when Brooks comes in. And, oh, barbecue life. And he tells us how somebody is eating him up on the phone. Right, yeah. So, so, it's so one of my favorite. Your barbecue life. Oh, are you barbecue life? <laughs> so that's the name on YouTube. Yes, it is. Oh, and I love it. We, it also good. explains the food in the kitchen. Oh my gosh, morning. we have all the barbecue ever back there. Uh, so, yeah. Brooks, what are, what are some of the things you get corrected on? How do they how do they help you out? Okay, let's see. Here comes the list. Um, <laughs> let's see. There was one person that didn't like the one that I said you have one job because I remember Adler and his mom came in and that was like one of my first days there. I had no idea what I was doing. I've never worked like on the technical kind of stuff, like the TV stuff. So I don't know how to show like people the golden ticket seats. I don't really didn't know how to get like the camera angles working. And they were like, big love, you had one job. I'm like, this is like my third Fourth day here. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah, and, and what they tell you? Can't see who? They couldn't. Once you get the camera, we Adler's can't see mom or something. Oh yeah, we can't see Adler's mom and grandma. Where are they at? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they're here. I promise. You can, if you're listening, you can hear their voices. <laughs> so, so did you? Uh, did you learn? I guess that's one thing. Because when you guys were little, we didn't have the. YouTube option no. all Oh, that. yeah, no, we did it. Well, that's I, the thing about TV. People want to see. You know, we, right. We've had that discussion with the moon landing. You you know, they want something to look at. Yeah, look, you only got one job when you do YouTube. <laughs> only yeah, one job? Yeah. 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 <laughs> not, not two, not three, but one job. When Brooke says, is barbecue life here? <laughs> <laughs> Where's barbecue life? 
That is not what I was expecting barbecue life to look like. I'll say <laughs> it's barbecue life here. So what? What now? What was it like for? Because I know there's that shift, and we watched it with all of you. Where and now it's almost like it comes back around because we're trying to get job experience. But there's this moment where you, when you're a little kid, you think all this is really cool. But then there's a moment where there seems to be an era where all the Rick and Bubba kids say, "All right, this is embarrassing now." Yeah, it's no longer cool. <laughs> did you? Did, was it odd for your life to be like? You know, we got four hours to fill five now, counting the kickoff hours. So yeah. we got to have material. I mean, I'm I'm really happy I could give you material to talk about. <laughs> um, I remember when I was little, uh, everybody would be like, "Oh, I heard you on the radio today," and I'd be like, "Oh, cool!" And then like people would be like, "Oh my gosh, I heard you on the radio today," and I'll be like, "Oh, again?" Uh, right? Did did, yeah. did some of the things were embarrassing that you wish had not been aired? To, to every little thing that happened in the house became material. I mean, like literally, <laughs> me just like sitting watching TV eating chips would be on the air. Right? <laughs> it could literally be anything. Right. So, but that did did that bother you ever? I mean, no, not really. Right. I mean, I don't know. Well, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, so kind of. At times. I mean, it becomes cool. and it Depends then, on the story. Exactly. That is right. It depends on the story. Like like the time we told the story about the missing of, of the scrimmage in football. Oh. Which was one of my favorites. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I think you went to the ice cream shop. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I did. It was my friend's birthday, and I wanted to take her out. And I already told my friend, like, hey, tell Coach I'm sick or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was the it didn't uh, work hey, out. No, it did not because I didn't realize it was a huge thing and I didn't realize parents were gonna be there and like looking for me. <laughs> Wait a minute. You miss you miss a scrimmage during spring training or summer, I don't remember which one it was. It was spring training. In spring training, there's a scrimmage and you think if you miss it, nobody will know? Yeah, at the time. Yeah, what, what, what was what was? There was a lot of players time. out there. What was, yeah, exactly. We have a bit, pretty fairly big team. Like they're not going to be looking for one. Get somebody to answer for you when they yeah, call. Go, I understand the logic. I do. <laughs> I mean, who's going to miss one? You know? Exactly. Fr- those, Man, freshman those, year of high school, Brooks. Good yeah, thinking. Yeah, well, that's right. That's a boy. That's a good point. That, there's a lot of wisdom in what oh, you just boy. said. I was not. I mean, it was ninth grade, Brooks. We don't. Think. I was like what 15, six, 16, Actually, that's when I first started driving. Yeah, because he had huh. he had plans with a and a, it was a young lady. It was, it was a young it was a young lady to take her to get uh, popsicles, I think. Mm-hmm. And so they <laughs> but, didn't but they didn't they didn't have a scrimmage, but the coach, you know, will change. Change, yeah. And so he put a scrimmage, and he just kept the date, <laughs> and and didn't think. Brooks said no, I had this already planned. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like Brooks, I, somehow I, I understand can't, the logic in yeah. that. I mean, yeah, I'm like I'm not canceling my plans. For <laughs> well, what, silly. Football. I love what he says. We had we had a fairly big team. I thought I would blend in. <laughs> Rick, I love the way you found out about it. Well, You're sitting by the pool and got a text. Message. Everybody had something going was, on. I'd had an exhausting week, and I thought to myself, "This is a Friday with nothing on it." I, I'm so pleased. The minute I started relaxing, I literally had my feet up, and I get a on my phone, and it's one of our neighbors of the crest. And they said, "What number's Big Love?" And I thought, "What a weird question." <laughs> and I'm like, "Double sevens." Well, I don't see him. I'm like, what do you mean you don't see him? What are you talking about? I'm like, they're not. They don't have anything today. Well, I'm sitting out here at the scrimmage, <laughs> scrimmage, and there is no seventy-seven. And uh, and so I walk in the house, and Sherry meets me because all her friends have been like, "Why are y'all not at the scrimmage?" She's like, "There's a scrimmage." Mm. And that remember that phone call? Oh yeah. <sighs> How did you first find out that you were busted? I heard my mom's 
uh, shrieks. <laughs> so did, did she call? Yeah. Did she call you before I did? Yeah, she did. <laughs> what, what did she say when you picked up the phone? Uh, she's like, Brooks, you have a scrimmage today. I'm like, <laughs> well, that's a big moment there, isn't it? Oh, yeah. that was, that was breaking up. Did, did you did you play dumb or did you just come clean? I will. Uh, I mean, honestly, I I did come clean because that moment was big, like CeeLo Green. Let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, biggest CeeLo. So so, my, I remember one of the members of the crest gave me a play by play of you going to the the school. To, oh no, to, I still get PTSD from this moment. <laughs> 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 I legitimately still shudder about this at so the night. This so, what did you have to do? Oh, well. it was. Uh, here's my friend. I'll give you the friend on the phone. All right, I see. Uh, Big luck. Brooks described. Yeah. yeah so, uh, so, yeah, so <laughs> Coach Coach Yancey is waiting on you. So, tell us what happened. Uh, Coach Yancey, hi. I hope you're listening. I, <laughs> I'm sorry again. After like five, six years later, I don't know how long ago that was. Um, so I go up to Coach Yancey. Everybody's like looking at me with the ugliest stares, like, what the heck? And I was just like, I go up to him, kind of like, hi. Uh, <laughs> see, here's the thing. Yeah, I kind of skipped the scrimmage, kind of told him the whole thing. He's like, well, I'll show you Monday. And I'm like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Then he turns around and just starts like going off. I'm like, <laughs> so how did Coach Yancey talk? Because you used to do a good impression of him. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So he said he'll see you Monday for what? You had to. Stay. I had I had to do uh, what's it called? Oh, I can't think of the name, but it's where you run to each line and do like a push up. Yeah, yeah. I forgot what that was called. Yeah, you had a- you had to do burpees and then dead man. Thing. Yeah, that's that's it. That's uh, it. Shuttle runs with with burpees. Yes, and then and then after that, Coach Harbin talked to me, and I was already crying. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, now him. I already had Coach Yancey, and now here comes Coach Harmon. I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah, so, uh, and, and you spent the whole season. How long did you have to do extra running and all that? Oh, just like a week. No. <laughs> a long yeah. week. Was no, a- that, was, that was quite the week. And then comes the question, was it worth it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> I think you just did. <laughs> Well, fly away, big love. There you go. Now you can add to your repertoire a degree in common sense. Oh, thank you. Head back to Starville. Yep. I'll take that degree. Yep. (laughs) If if your kid's going to New Maroon Camp, big love may be one of the counselors if you're on the purple team. Awesome. Rebel League. (laughs) Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You're listening to the Rick and Bubba Show. Eight minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. <laughs> We're chatting with Big Love, who is uh, leaving today from Rick and Bubba University. He has grown up along with the other Rick and Bubba children here on the program. And um, I'm thinking about um, Helms, that used to have the young ones. Yeah, so do I ever. You're going to have to experience them. Uh, and I noticed that one thing, they, they're not they're not that crazy about like I know Maddie's scared of everybody on the program. She says we too loud. She said no. So that's, she says, she mean, says y'all make fun of her. We make fun of. But her. she means that's, too loud. But my six year old is thinking that they're just we're just. I tell her, hey, they're just we're loud people. Right. Yeah. We're excited people. Right. We're passionate people. Anything that we do has nothing to do with you. We're not making fun of you. No. But that's how she interprets. Speedy is, but we're not. She <laughs> interprets us being loud right. as us making. We fun try of to her. give her a lot of gregarious. Guys, excitement. she was here <laughs> last week, uh, early in the week last week, and would not come out. Out of my office. I know. <laughs> Scared to death. Yeah, when she was real little, she didn't like any of us. Yeah. No, no, she didn't. No. And she's, I'm telling you, she's a talker. Trust me. She 
got a mouth on her these yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> so, Big Love, you you, 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 uh, you embraced it and when you were young. But you said that we had wrapped up, but you said that you wanted to talk about – because Frenchie was a big hit on the program, and he's gone back to Paris, and you were mm-hmm. saying that you wanted to – what? But you had some Frenchie. I mean, you spent a month. Uh, ten days y'all were gone but mm-hmm. and left him with me. But, but <laughs> so, so tell me about life with Frenchie. Let's see, life with Frenchie. I remember when uh, he first came into our house – Mom was like, okay, I'm going to go pick him up. I had no idea what he was going to look like. And then he, then literally Arthur the Aardvark walks in. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, I was like, okay, hi. He looks nice. I'm Brooks. And he was just like. Yeah. He, well, he was terrified. He I mean, was. Yeah. So, uh, but you got to, you got to know him and hang out with him. And he kind of, before you, was it like having like for a month, a, another brother, like a French brother? A little bit, yeah. A French brother that is always like in your room and always wants to play air hockey and Super Smash Bros. He he did really take to the air hockey, didn't he? No, oh, he did he ever. <laughs> they love that. They loved air hockey. He did. <laughs> Can I tell you what? Was, well, it's fun. <laughs> it is yeah. fun. I don't blame him. Yeah, well, let me tell you what's funny. And I watched Big Love's face. So. You have, like, when you're home, in your room, there's an area that everybody can gather up there off of your room, too. It used to be an old playroom. And yes. Turned it in now to another place to play air hockey and watch some TV, and mm-hmm. there's a couch in there and all this. So one night, and, and, and I'm glad that Frenchie felt like part of the family, so Sherry and I are sitting <laughs> on the couch, and the couch is not bigger than, I mean, it's not a big couch, okay? I mean, you've got Sherry and me, and there's there's a room maybe for one more person, but not I mean, you you ain't gonna. You, There's you, a pillow there, yeah, but not yeah, much. Yeah. Right? And so we're sitting there watching TV, and he comes up. Frenchie comes up the steps and walks in, and just look. Austin sits down right in between Sherry and me, just like I'm talking about. There he is, and he's he gets his blanket, and he's sitting there watching TV with <laughs> him. And gets he ran to the corner, thinking he was coming in to watch was one big love Burgess. Do you remember that? Oh my gosh, yes. No, I was coming home because like all my friends, all my friends are going back to college and. Um, I was kind of emotional that night. I just wanted to go up to my room, just watch a little TV to cheer me up. And then all of a sudden, my whole family is just sitting up there, including Frenchie, in between my parents. And I'm just like... <laughs> There's nowhere for you to say it. Well, no, there wasn't. Somebody's moving in. Yeah, I, I, was, I was like, okay. Right. So so the air hockey he liked, and y'all did do the Smash Brothers thing, Yes, too. we did. He always he loved playing as Bowser. He always he would beat me, like, a lot. And, and, and was that a Smash Brothers thing? Is yes. that one of the characters? Yes. You know Bowser, like the villain dinosaur thing from Mario? Oh, yeah. The uh, one that always kidnaps Princess Peach. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah I remember. Come on, Rick. I remember. Well, it's been a long time <laughs> since I played it. Yeah, yeah I, I used to play all those games all the time when I was a kid. Yeah, what what are some of the things as far as you thinking about career options leaving? What are, what are those kind of the areas you want to go into? Um, well, I'm I kind of want to go into like radio, TV. I want to go into like some type of form of media, whether that's like journalism or talk show or um, just something around that area or. Maybe be like a travel agent or something. You know, I really think. I think yeah, that's two things you don't usually hear yeah. together. Well, two different ends of the spectrum. It's, it's interesting when I look at his gifts. Media when travel I, agent. When I look at <laughs> when I look at his gift set, you start thinking about all that. I do believe something in the customer uh, appreciation, mm-hmm. public relations, right. because he just has. You know, he, he doesn't meet a stranger. He's he's very good at like. You know, you hear the details that need to be done. This this needs to be done. He's learned a lot of that from Speedy. Yeah, he has. He, I, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so mm-hmm. I, I think he would do a, a great job in something in, in that yeah, deal. I agree. Yeah, yeah, maybe like some type of form of public relations. Yeah, yeah. Maybe be like 
do do you like Parks and Recreation? Do what Leslie Nope does. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not that, but yeah. And then uh, and then of course there's always the chance that you and Young Broderick could put together something. Oh, that would be dope. I would love that because I always I did theater in high school. That was like my first love in high school, and I've always loved acting. And he loves directing. I would be like Brody, like if we get something going, if you get really successful in like directing, like I will be on your movies. Like I will be alongside Emma Stone, Jennifer Lawrence. So you're asking high goals. Yeah, he's already picked. You you want Brody to go in and become a director, and then hire you to come be in movies (laughs) with these famous actresses. (laughs) Yes, or or like someone respected, like. Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, no, I think I want to do a spy movie with Angelina Jolie. That'd be really cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is now she even around right. anymore? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, she, yeah. Maleficent 2 is coming out. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, I missed one. Did that really call for a sequel? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, but y'all, y'all were good hosts to. Uh, yeah, no, to I, I really did enjoy him. His company was, he was. Uh, he was always very kind. Like he was always very laid back. Always kind of going go with the flow. Yeah. And like I really just didn't have any complaints with him. Nothing really where I just went like, ugh. Like you know. Yeah. Well, no, I thought that he probably fit into the family. He welfare. really did. And he looked. He kind of looked like some. No, he didn't. What am I saying? Yeah. <laughs> well, you've called him Arthur. He d- he is Arthur. I, You're I, all over that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I thought he looked a little bit too like the the little chicken. That was chicken little. Fo- <laughs> no, no, him and then with Foghorn Leghorn too. Yeah. Oh a little yeah, little bit of Adam Goldberg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. oh definitely. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. from the Broadcast Plaza and Teleport. It is another Rick and Bubba hour. Thank you for being with us. Your phone call's coming in this hour. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, all here. Adler has the YouTube option. So however you get the Rick and Bubba show, we thank you for being here. Our golden ticket seats uh, filled out with the uh, the tubers, that a lot of, not all of them, but some of the tubers that watch uh, from all over the country. Uh, they are here today sitting in the golden ticket seats. They're with us for the final hour today. We'll get some pictures made with them coming up. You can see them on the YouTube option. And uh, welcome back, Bill Bubba Bussy. Rick, glad to be here. Thank all of you for being part of this big thing we call the Rick and Bubba Show. Uh, in in the break, uh, the golden ticket seats often get this, but for the tubers, it was a little extra today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adler provided free metal. Mm-hmm. There, there was. Sometimes free metal is in the break. Sometimes it's not. But there's no charge. And, and there was some extra free metal. There was yeah. something else that happened that I that I picked up on. And so after free metal, Adler's back there having a pretty serious conversation with one of the gentlemen. And all I could think about was this is the same guy 
that had a bunny suit on like two minutes ago. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. hopping around. And, and it was a – he was really thanking Adler for giving him a ton <laughs> on YouTube and, hey, we need to – I mean, it was a serious conversation. And all I – I didn't hear any of it because all I could think about was, sir – a few minutes ago, you were hopping around in a bunny suit. I wish he had Literally the bunny head on while having that conversation. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Adam. President Trump's addressing the nation. We did talk earlier today about the mass shootings last night. Uh, we'll we'll kind of join this in progress. Uh, it looks like Fox News. We have a feed there to try to just see what he's having to say as he addresses the nation about that now. Be a quarterback at 40. Uh, no, nope, not that uh, one. It's going to be on wow. TV1. In the early hours of Sunday morning, Dayton, Ohio, Another twisted monster opened fire on a crowded downtown street. He murdered nine people, including his own sister, and injured 27 others. The First Lady and I join all Americans in praying and grieving for the victims, their families, and the survivors. We will stand by their side forever. We will never forget. These barbaric slaughters are an assault upon our communities, an attack upon our nation, and a crime against all of humanity. We are outraged and sickened by this monstrous evil, the cruelty, the hatred, the malice, the bloodshed, and the terror. Our hearts are shattered for every family whose parents Children, husbands, and wives were ripped from their arms and their lives. America weeps for the fallen. We are a loving nation, and our children are entitled to grow up in a just, peaceful, and loving society. Together, we lock arms to shoulder the grief. We ask God in heaven to ease the anguish of those who suffer, and we vow to act with urgent resolve. I want to thank the many law enforcement personnel who responded to these atrocities with the extraordinary grace and courage of American heroes. I have spoken with Texas Governor Greg Abbott and Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, as well as Mayor DeMargo of El Paso, Texas, and Mayor Nan Whaley, of Dayton, Ohio, to express our profound sadness and unfailing support. Today, we also send the condolences of our nation to President Obrador of Mexico and all the people of Mexico for the loss of their citizens in the El Paso shooting. Terrible, terrible thing. I have also been in close contact with Attorney General Barr, and FBI Director Ray, Federal authorities are on the ground, and I have directed them to provide any and all assistance required, whatever is needed. The shooter in El Paso posted a manifesto online consumed by racist hate. In one voice, our nation must condemn racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. These sinister ideologies must be defeated. Hate has no place in America. Hatred warps the mind, ravages the heart, and devours the soul. We have asked the FBI to identify all further resources they need to investigate and disrupt hate crimes and domestic 
terrorism, whatever they need. We must recognize that the Internet has provided a dangerous avenue to radicalize disturbed minds and perform demented acts. We must shine light on the dark recesses of the Internet and stop mass murders before they start. The Internet, likewise, is used for human trafficking, illegal drug distribution, and so many other heinous crimes. The perils of the Internet and social media cannot be ignored, and they will not be ignored. In the two decades since Columbine, our nation has watched with rising horror and dread as one mass shooting has followed another over and over again, decade after decade. We cannot allow ourselves to feel powerless. We can and will stop this evil contagion. In that task, we must honor the sacred memory of those we have lost by acting as one people. Open wounds cannot heal if we are divided. We must seek real bipartisan solutions. We have to do that in a bipartisan manner that will truly make America safer and better for all. First, we must do a better job of identifying and acting on early warning signs. I am directing the Department of Justice to work in partnership with local, state, and federal agencies, as well as social media companies to develop tools that can detect mass shooters before they strike. As an example, the monster in the Parkland High School in Florida had many red flags against him, and yet nobody took decisive action. Nobody did anything. Why not? Second, we must stop the glorification of violence in our society. This includes the gruesome and grisly video games that are now commonplace. It is too easy today for troubled youth to surround themselves with a culture that celebrates violence. We must stop or substantially reduce this, and it has to begin immediately. Cultural change is hard, but each of us can choose to build a culture that celebrates the inherent worth and dignity of every human life. That's what we have to do. Third, we must reform our mental health laws to better identify mentally disturbed individuals who may commit acts of violence and make sure those people not only get treatment, but when necessary, involuntary confinement. Mental illness and hatred pulls the trigger, not the gun. Fourth, we must make sure that those judged to pose a grave risk to public safety do not have access to firearms and that if they do, those firearms can be taken through rapid due process. That is why I have called for red flag laws, also known as extreme risk protection orders. Today, I'm also directing the Department of Justice to propose legislation ensuring that those who commit hate crimes and mass murders face the death penalty and that this capital punishment be delivered quickly, decisively, and without years of needless delay. These are just a few of the areas of cooperation that we can pursue. 
I am open and ready to listen and discuss all ideas that will actually work and make a very big difference. Republicans and Democrats have proven that we can join together in a bipartisan fashion to address this plague. Last year, we enacted the Stop School Violence and Fix NICS Acts into law, providing grants to improve school safety and strengthening critical background checks for firearm purchases. At my direction, the Department of Justice banned bump stocks. Last year, we prosecuted a record number of firearms offenses. But there is so much more that we have to do. Now is the time to set destructive partisanship aside, so destructive, and find the courage to answer hatred with unity, devotion, and love. So we'll be back. That's, that's it. Uh, just uh, like all the high points of what the president wanted to say. Anything after that, that of any consequence, we'll let you know. We'll come back and take your phone calls to a uh, response to what the president is saying at 866-WE-BE-BIG, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about it as well when we come back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Yo, what's up? This is Coolio with the flow. You listening to the homeboys, Rick and Bubba, the two sexiest fat men alive. Give me some of the potato chip. 23 minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba's show, we're back. All right, so President Trump, you heard 90% of his address to the nation. You didn't even have to leave the Rick and Bubba show to go look at it. So it's there. If you're listening later in the day and you're on an archive right now, you, you know what he's already said. And uh, we'll get to some of your phone calls coming up. But the bottom, the bottom line is this. I think, you know, anytime you're in this situation playing politics with something so tragic, you're going to have to try to do, and I think the president pulled this off, you have to say enough things that Sean Hannity, Rush Limbaugh, and your supporters can defend you on. So anytime the left starts saying something, you can come back and say, well, no, 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 he said, so I think he did that. He gave the talking points to his supporters and defenders yeah. uh, that you can say that he did this. Uh, there's no way the Democrats are going to – There's all he's trying to do is be sure that none of his supporters <laughs> thinks he's handling this poorly. And he gives enough talking points to offset the outrageous comments that will be coming from The View here in just a moment. <laughs> right. Oh, so, boy, can you imagine? Right. And so what they're going to say, his, his, his opposition will say this, how dare him talk about being kind? How dare him be against hate when he's a hate monger? How dare him talk about coming together when he's so divisive? Uh, this is hypocritical. This is what they're going to say. Too late. Yeah, it's too late. The damage you, is done. You, you know, you, the, why don't you take some of the things you said that we need to be and apply those to yourself? You're the leader of the country. You create this environment and then turn around and tell everybody that you don't know how this environment happened. Uh, and, uh, and so that's what's going to happen. That's how it's going to go. I think he landed in the place where his defenders, he's given enough to defend him and say that he did all he could do as the leader of the free world. And then his opposition will call him a hypocrite for saying the things that his supporters will use to defend him. They'll say those things are hypocritical that he really doesn't mean them. Yeah. yeah I, th- I thought for what he said, it was a good speech. Yeah. I mean, he that, stayed on script. Yeah. You know, now we all wish, well which is, which is rare. We yeah. all wish two things with his wealth that he would, he would have a better haircut and get his deviated septum fixed. Right. And I'm not sure about them, them 
circles around his eyes. I guess it's tandem bay but, or whatever. But, but you're listening to him, and he keeps trying to pull air through his nose, and he can't. <clears throat> Golly, it gets very distracting. <clears throat> but uh, but I thought he delivered what he needed to say in this situation, and uh, I think some of the things that he pointed to that that perpetuate this kind of behavior were accurate. Mm-hmm. And and he he couldn't have been more clear of saying that we must. Uh, you know that he certainly is repulsed by anybody who would do what the manifesto said and this guy said and did, and I think he called the crimes what they were. Uh, but his but his opponents will claim that he's hypocritical because he doesn't practice the things he tells the rest of us to do. Oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna that, have that. that. But that, I thought presidential to uh, apologize yeah. to Mexico for their citizens that were here that were killed. That was uh, very presidential. Yeah, something you need to do as head of state. But again, it's it's not going to change anything. Yeah, do it. It's not going to change anything. No, like I say, Behar and them, her head may blow off during the view. We we start watching so. them right with this hour, right? They're about now what they're doing special reports. So they're being they're being bumped right now. Speaking of that, did so you, we may not see them. Just see where Whoopi got caught in her own net. No, on the Mariah Carey statements. No, they showed like a flashback video. They had the one of the actors on there, and he was in one of her videos like twenty years ago. And they were showing her, and they were talking about, yeah, it's 20 years ago. And kind of off microphone, Whoopi said, yeah, 20 bodies ago. In other words, she don't look like that. And they are <laughs> – tell she body shame Mariah Carey. They're just beating her to death. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. How wow. dare. Yeah, yeah we're, we're just getting completely out of hand. Yeah. Did, you, did you tell me that, like, an actress on – Yeah, the Grey's Anatomy, uh, the lead character. I can't Ellen Pompeo. Yeah. She had, uh, she's been accused of racism. Now, first of all, she's married to an African American. Let's go ahead and put that out there. So, I think she may have called that. <laughs> right. But she, uh, they said, because she called Kamala Harris overconfident in the during the debate, she was. She, I think she's a Biden person. She was saying how she was taking him. She said, "Well, the problem is she's sitting there. She's so overconfident." And somehow they've made that racist, and I, I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. But how is calling a, a candidate crazy. overconfident racist? And Rick, I mean, that's not that. How really, is half the things you hear called racist? First racist. of all. If you're going to do that, look up who she's married to. Yeah, I mean, mm. she's obviously it's that, not a it's an easy mm. It's she's an not. easy Google. Yeah. It is. Well, again, though, I, I know this sounds like a broken record. Overconfident. The, pro- the problem with this kind of stuff is you're, you're, you're not helping combat true racism. That's true. You, because there is. You're, this you're, isn't you're, it. you're watering it down to where people won't take it serious when we need to. And you know when it, when it becomes a serious situation, exactly. no one will take it serious because they think, well, if this is what we're calling racism, it must, it must be dead. Well, and the squad does the same thing. Anytime somebody backs them in a corner, mm. they start screaming, you're racist because we're women of color. Right. Defend your point. Quit doing that. If you truly believe what you believe, defend it. Right. Don't get when somebody counters what you're saying and wants you to debate on, don't start screaming racism. Yeah. They do it every time. Ron in Alabama, we'll come back and take more phone calls. We'll do a full song, uh, phone segment next. Ron, go ahead. Well, I'll tell you what. Donald Trump is doing an excellent job for our nation. And... uh I tell you, y'all hit on some things this morning. I've been listening to y'all show all morning long. Thank you, thank you. And y'all hit on the deal with the video games. I know y'all listened to those remarks he was making a statement on, but I just, I just wanted to uh, give y'all credit for y'all's show. Y'all do an outstanding job. Keep up the good work, and uh, we love listening to you. Thank you very much. Kind of you to say that. Yep. Thank uh, you, sir. Jimmy in Tennessee. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, want to hit on the video game situation too that he said. Um, you know, I've, I've heard everybody say that for years now about video games is the problem, which, I mean, I don't sit down and play video games all the time and all that, but I think I don't think the video games is necessarily just the problem. 
because, I mean, you've got all these movies that they're putting out with all the violence and all that, and I don't think that really, that doesn't help people either, because it's so easy to go to a movie and watch it just the same as a, like playing a video game. Yeah, Jimmy, when we yeah, said that earlier, earlier yeah. we're, we're just saying all of these things need to be looked at. I'm not even saying that's the cause at all, but you got to look at all these things and how it it kind of adds on itself in our society, that in the devaluing of human life. We'll come back bottom of the hour, full phone segment next. All of our lines are available. We'll go phone trolling. You can talk about this or any topic you want to address when we come back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show, the two sexiest fat men alive. 35 minutes now past the hour. you got The Rick and Bubba Show. Going to phone calls now. Uh, Big Love and uh, Diamond Dell taking your phone calls, and lines are available. Here's a lady comes from all around. Relief Factor and the Rick and Bubba Show teaming up 100% natural research-based formula created to help combat the root cause of inflammation, the body's natural inflammatory response function that causes those aches and pains from exercise, overexertion, aging, everyday living. And, uh, boy, we sh- the, the emails keep coming in, the testimonies about this. And it could go to work for you. It's all natural, so you don't have the side effects of the over-the-counter pain management products and, of course, the addictive problems with the opioids. Uh, so this is all natural. You can take it every day just like a supplement. And, man, I love it. Uh, many of the audience love it. It may be what you're looking for. There's a way to find out. Get a three-week supply by going to relieffactor.com. For nineteen ninety five, you try for three weeks, you'll know within that time whether it's going to work for you or not. If it doesn't, then you're out 20 bucks. If it does, you're like the rest of us. Um, you now have found the answer to naturally combat this problem and not have to live with that chronic pain. ReliefFactor.com or RickandBubba.com under the Sponsors button. We start uh, with John. John. John, welcome to Rick and Bubba. How are you today? I'm doing well, sir. I was just wanting to comment about the uh, video game aspect of the shooting. The military did a study all the way back to the Civil War concerning training the troops for uh, shooting. They found dead soldiers on the battlefield with two or three loads in their muskets because it was against human nature to fire on another human. So that's where they come out with the human silhouette targets. You get the soldiers trained to fire at a human silhouette in the distance and now of course the military's gone as far as to virtual reality yes i'd say that plays a part on training the mind to shoot at another human not saying that the military's creating monsters but i'm just saying it is a piece of it and second off i just want to say i saw adler down there at the old ironworks meeting down there in andalusia beating them drums this weekend and uh-huh. he was rocking it pretty hard and had that big iron cross behind him swaying with it. I was a little concerned that thing might fall on him. <laughs> yeah, I heard that was a great event. I, yeah. I, I got to speak at that, I guess, maybe three years ago, something like that. Uh, but uh, that's a great, the, of course, the, the time I went was when they had it out in a rodeo barn with no air conditioning. Oh, now, now they're all spoiled. They're doing it inside oh. air conditioned room and all that. <laughs> that I that, hurt. I hope that went great. Great event, Adler? Went good? Yes, fantastic. It was awesome. Ironworks, great job down there in Andalusia. Uh, do you want to mention, you know you're in Andalusia at a men's conference when there is a mud bogger monster truck named Heavenbound tearing it up out there as well. <laughs> oh, I'd like seeing that. It was awesome. Heavenbound. <laughs> That's good. It could take on Gravedigger. That's let's good. Go, let's, oh, go, okay. let's go to Not Nick good. and Calera. Nick, go ahead. 
Hey, guys. Green Acres. Thanks hey. for the call, bro. <laughs> Go ahead. I just wanted to share one of my favorite best ofs of all time. It involves Big Love whenever he was learning how to mow the grass the first time. Yes. yes. Oh, gosh, Every time was... I hear that, he cracks me up no matter what I'm doing. Yeah, that they just took off. I, I mean, it, it just it – just did he ever uh, actually learn how to do it correctly? Yes. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. You know how this the times he's had to do it very few, <laughs> very few. Yeah, I, I hope he makes enough money to get a landscape service. Mm. Uh, we continue. Uh, let's go to Daniel out of Cal. Daniel, the the tubers are sick. You didn't make the trip. Come on. Yeah, I wish I could have. They're just sick about anger. it. Yeah, it'd be kind of a long commute. Go ahead. Hey, uh, I just wanted to uh, talk about how the you know the fake news media likes to cover all these mass shootings and they all put it on Trump, but I think these were happening during the Obama administration. And in fact, there's been 293 shootings and deaths in the city of Chicago this year, and uh, you don't hear anything about that on the the news. Well, we we talked about that earlier. Forty shot over the weekend. Are, are we? Do we just not care about that? I mean, yeah. do we care at all about what's going on in the in the most dangerous parts of Chicago? They had to shut down the emergency room at one of the hospitals because they had so many people in there being treated they couldn't fit anymore. Well, why are we and not I'm seeing uh, now? It's up to fifty three shot. Fifty three shot over the weekend. Seven. Shouldn't we? Shouldn't they at least be on the same the list of? I mean, this is one that keeps reoccurring. I mean, you can't tie it to white nationalism. I get that. Right. Is that why? play to an agenda. Because that's all they've talked about this week. Do yeah, we Do we year. care about the violence that is going on in Chicago? Yes or no? Do we, Are we studying where it came from? Why is it happening? Who's to blame? Is any of that going on? Why not? No. Because of that? Because it doesn't have you – can't, you can't play a white supremacy card on it or hate uh, crime or – I got news for you. Well, it would if force I, you to look no ground deeper. It, yeah. it forced you to look deeper, and we don't want to do that. We're lazy. I got news for you. If I'm shooting up random people, I, I probably hate people. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. No, no matter what color I am, what color they. Well, are. no one's doing that out of love. No, I wouldn't think so. Uh, we continue. Let's go to Dennis out of Greg, our hometown, Oxford, Alabama. Oxford, Cal- Calhoun County, stepping in. Go ahead. What up, Diggins? You, buddy. Hey, man, I got a question. I do a lot of traveling. I'm on the road a lot, so I don't get to listen to you live. Uh, so I use my podcast app. Who's in charge of getting that on there on time? Because they're failing this week. I've only, I only see the second out there, the third and the fourth, August, is not out there yet. I've yeah. tried three different apps. You won't find it either, considering we're not here on the weekend. <laughs> I mean, it's just... Well, like- we don't do a show. We don't. We don't do it. We don't do a show on the third and fourth. There, slick daddy. <laughs> hey, hey, Helms. You know, I, I I love you like I love Kevin Harvick and NASCAR. I need somebody to hate on the show, and you're that guy. <laughs> Get, hard, Get in line, pal. Hard to have archives of a show that didn't happen. You didn't play Sunday show. <laughs> That's the best one. <laughs> Oh, let's go to uh, Jeffrey. Well, oh, Saturday show rocked. Yeah, it yeah. really did. I hate you missed it. Jeffrey yeah. in Tennessee. Go ahead, buddy. Seven days, baby. How you doing, sir? You? Hey. Good, sir. Hey, um, just about the uh, comments over what Trump said about the video games. There's an interesting book called, um, the author is David Allen Grossman. He's a colonel. He was a former ranger, and it's called The Psychology on Killing. And what he stated was, like, during adolescence, that people who were playing video games that were exerting violence is also the same uh, chemical wave patterns in the brain that also associate with uh, sex hormones during adolescence and teenagers as well. So mm. there may be a, 
a compilation to that to where um, uh, kids are more prone to violence. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I'm just trying to sit back and look. And I've dealt with, with children, you know, through the different ages of my children. And then, you know, when now my children, the, the youngest one here on earth with me is now, you know, 18. And I've watched this, even the change from the two older that are now, you know, 29 and 28, watching how kids were when they were growing up versus how the 20 and the 18-year-old grew up. And then the kids that I see now that, you know, I may be connected with through my nieces and nephews and that kind of thing. And I, I remember seeing it coaching youth sports. And uh, I've never seen, you know, there was always maybe an odd kid here or there. There's a lot of odd kids now. Yeah. And, and, you know, so we started thinking about, uh, we, we, we talked about in the break, a toxic cocktail. So first of all, you have a generation of children that we now know in this country that we are, we are, we are at 50-50. You, you are just as likely to grow up in a house with no father as to grow up in a house with a father. And, and in certain parts of our society, it's climbed as high as 80% mm-hmm. that you don't have a father. Okay? So, but if you take the whole nation – where no matter where everybody lives, or and, and say it's half and half, meaning so that's different. So we got a lot of fatherless homes. We have a mother that's doing the best that she can do. She's having to work her tail off because a lot of the dads don't support their kids. So now my kid to keep them busy has been given an iPad, a, a cell phone, a video game, and I, I've I've lost track of how long he or she's been dealing with it, especially the young males. And there, it's violence, it's blood, it's guts. I don't know what they're listening to, what they're watching. So you got that. Then we we raise a generation of children with no fathers that are being babysitted by video games, TV, and and whatever they can find on the internet. So then we say we also don't discipline them anymore. So now they've never been taught how to work through problems. So they they have no because they've never been allowed to fail. They've never been allowed to be corrected by anyone in authority. Because mommy or daddy, if he's around, come and save the day every time their kid gets in trouble. And it's never the kid's fault. So they've never had to problem solve. They've never had to work through any problems. And then when they start showing signs that they've had too much video game, too much TV, too much uh, uh, lack of, of male supervision, too much lack of discipline, then to solve that problem, what do we do? We put them on a drug. Mm-hmm. Medicate them. So then we medicate them. And I got news for you. We are creating a toxic cocktail, yep. and and, and it, it is comprehensive. I don't think it's one thing. No. I, I think it's a combination it, it, it of things. Builds. It I mean, builds. listen to what I just said, and that's normal. Yep. There was a time if you heard something like that, yeah, but that didn't happen much. Yeah, no, it happens a lot. Then now. you throw in a little bullying or social media yes. uh, problems, and boy, it just amplifies. Yeah, because I've never been I've never been taught how right. to persevere and overcome someone who's mean, or and then you start thinking, well, in my in my in my in my false world, if if I if, if I want to be the man, then I go kill everybody. Well, yeah. you can, and then you, you can start see, thinking. Well, I'll just do that in reality. It's like the video you, you game. Can in the video video game, game you're not, not touching anymore. Yeah, you now. can see in their mind altering situation. Mm-hmm. You know, if it if it's not prescription drugs, it's something we've decided to to let everybody have legally now. Right. And then they start thinking, I'm not good at anything. I have no value. The only thing I'm good at is this video game shooting people. So you see how they tie problems to what they're good at, mm-hmm. and you see how it comes all the way back around. And I mean, we're not mental health experts, but I can see that tie-in easy. Sure. It's a toxic cocktail. And uh, so, it, 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 
it's a it's a different deal out there now. Yep. When we talk about darkness and evil and well, not able to cope, why well, you never saw this years ago. Uh, we'll be back. We'll take uh, your final phone calls of the hour. Any story you may have missed. We certainly say hello to our special guest today in the Golden hey. Ticket Seat. Uh, we'll be back. More Rick and Bubba right after this. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. It's eight minutes to the top of the hour. You want to get through? You can. We'll take your phone calls at 866 We Be Big. But we must say hello to the tubers today. We're packed out with tubers today. Uh, Gene Kilpatrick, better known as Gene K on YouTube. Now, those of you that just use your regular name, then when I say your regular name, that'll be it. Jessica and Brian Quinn are here today. Uh, Keith uh, Back, better known as KB. Uh, Jordan Mincy. John Cooper, better known as Biggie Rat. Uh, Penny Philly had to leave early. Uh, T Smith, better known as T for Mullet on the YouTube. Uh, also, uh, Anna Jackson is AKCJ77. Uh, Gary Smith, the Goat Man. Uh, Alex Barbary. Uh, or Barbie, I should say, is um, uh, goes by the, her regular name. Uh, James Dodd is here. Oh, and Big Love's favorite, Barbecue Life. Keith and uh, Jawan Bowen here brought us delicious food today. And Bobby Aldridge also are, uh, here as well. Uh, so there's the folks from our YouTubing world. Uh, everybody give my hand. Rick, I- I think we we may need to give let Speedy lead them all in a tubing dance. Well, here you know what? Out. Great minds think alike, Bubba. Here we go. Let's go. There we go. Get up, Tubies. Hold the music. Hold the music. All right, all right we'll start it. Up. Oh, Henry, look at this. Henry the horse. Oh no, this is going to be a train. Oh yeah, here we go. I know where this train's headed. Are you ready? Look at Henry. Here they come, they're tubers. There they are, you stupid. There we go. Hey, 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 ha, ha. Tubers. No, they're not right, Bubba. They are not right. That was good. Hey, you had the bunny head on. That's a way to go, Henry. Good we job, Henry. We had a bunny. We had a horse. Henry, there's no soap in the women's bathroom. Couple of goodies. <laughs> you can't wash them hooves. Everybody gets a pound of BuzzBots coffee today. Take that home with them. They get a Rick and Bubba double CD today. And Bubba, give me a number between 1 and 15 because the tuber is about to get a $50 American Express gift card from Dr. Dudney. Number 9. Number 9. It goes to Anna Jackson. AKCJ77. And uh, she gets a $50 gift card. There it is. All right, we'll that bring it so to you. Funny. There you go, uh, courtesy of Dr. Dudney. <laughs> so lunch is on, Anna. Yeah. There we go. Thank you, Dr. Dudney, for that as well. Play <laughs> it. That is, uh, you know, I, I don't want, you know, certain things you can't get out of your mind. I'll never forget that again. No. That no, was quite a little, <laughs> especially the bunny head. That's burned in there. So raise your hand. I know some of you, raise your hand if YouTube is the only way you can get the show now. 
All right, so oh, one. one, one in the back. All right, so most of you just use it and you you supplement it with your the other stuff. Okay, do you just prefer the YouTube option? Yeah, they all say that. Okay, <laughs> uh, to the phones we go. There's lines available if you want to get in at eight six six. We be big. Uh, Douglas Georgia checks in and Donnie's standing by. Hey Donnie. Hey, it's actually Donnie, but you know who cares? Anyway, I'm sorry. What did you uh, say? It's actually Donnie. Donnie. Oh, Donnie. Yeah, Donnie. Okay. All yeah. right. Don't hear that one ever. Yeah, that's what he did. <laughs> anyway, uh, Les Angry Hemsley more Helium Boy. Thanks. <laughs> it's the same guy. It's the same guy. Yes. He's on you. Guys. He wished I had a car wreck on the way home today. I guess. Wow. I've actually gotten that email before. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've got a, an email list that I go back and refer to every once in a while. Hate email that I lo- just love to read. Yeah, I've been I've been wished dead, but it's usually the same groups. But yeah. you know what I mean? It, yeah. it's a, uh, let's go to James in Alabama. James, go ahead. I think that gave up on hoping for me. You know? <laughs> hey guys, uh-huh. hey, on Jack. the on the video game systems, I mean, what really can be done? I mean, haven't we got to the point to where they're out there, they're making money? It's going to be almost impossible to try and reel that back in. Well, I would think parenting would be big. <laughs> Uh, you know, one. yeah. For for Step people, one, yeah. if as long as the person and and I, some of you, because of the way things have changed, I remember I was talking with a dad one time, and he he had a a, a and we look, we all have our kids are not perfect, and you, sometimes they go through bad times, and hopefully they'll turn it around. Sometimes it's just because they've been taught everything that they should have been taught. They just make choices and say, "I reject that." But this was one of those cases where the dad, in my opinion, still had leverage. And he said, well, this is happening, and this is happening, and that's going on, and this is going on. And I said, does this child pay for their college? He said, no. I said, do you provide for their housing and their food and their college? Yes. I said, well, then cut them off. Yeah. I mean, as long as you have a say, then you decide what they should and should not be doing and what they can and can't do. Now, you know, I just think that would probably minimize, you know, if I started watching these video games when I was, you know, 26 or 30, Versus when I was six, five, mm. eight, ten, eleven, probably the the potential damage to me is minimized because my brain's fully function. I'm now you know somewhat of an adult, and and it's not all these years and hours and hours and hours because you know, hopefully once you get a certain age, your job would keep you keep you from playing it too much. Uh, yeah. And and if yeah, the and if the right. and if the job doesn't get in the way. Well then, that means I must still be providing for you, so I'll decide what you. you you're not just going to sit around and play video games. Yeah. Um, but uh, but as far as adults watching them and playing them, yeah, I think that ship has already sailed. But I, I just tend to think, and I'm not a mental expert, but I do know the studies that we've seen on how the brain develops. Probably the later in life you're exposed to these kind of things, the least amount of damage it does to you. Yeah. Now, now we're still going to have evil people if who never watched one video game and never done anything. So we're not really talking about that. Evil has existed since the fall and, and will continue to exist. But I think some of this we are perpetuating through this toxic cocktail that we just mentioned. Uh, Greg in Pell City. Hey, Greg. Hey, what's up? Hey, Hi. how you doing? All right. Uh, first thing, I'm going to be with y'all tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to see Craig, one of my best friends. I'm going to be there tomorrow with y'all. Oh, are you are, are you, are you turning tw- are you turning twenty one tomorrow? Huh? Are you turning twenty one tomorrow? No, I'm not. Okay, somebody sent me something. Say I'll be there tomorrow. I'm turning twenty one. Yeah. So I thought you might be the same no, person. I, I turned eighteen. I turned nineteen on, on Saturday, though. Oh, oh, good. Well, we look forward to seeing you then. Man. Yeah, and I mean, uh, another thing is, <laughs> amazing. 
I this weekend has been a, I've been on Twitter a lot this weekend, seeing all this stuff that's been happening. Yep. And it's it's kind of hard to be a, a white man in America right now and a conservative white man. Well, you know, it's according to what you call true persecution. Uh, but um, we, you know, we make the joke that if you know, you're deemed to be evil now, if you're a certain color and a certain gender, and isn't that exactly what we're trying to stop in the beginning? Uh, thanks for being with us. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.